Today's episode is brought to you by The Northman, an action-filled epic from visionary director Robert Eggers with an all-star cast that includes Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. Witness the rise of The Northman as he discovers that fate has no mercy. The Northman is only in theaters April 22nd. Visit thenorthmanfilm.com to learn more. gentlemen hi how are you doing hello this is weekly games chat the greatest podcast in the world you know as it relates to video games and whatnot uh spiced even better by the return of a handsome gentleman that i can't wait to welcome back but first let us let us uh go through the things that we go through this is episode 342 uh thank you for tuning in however that is whether it's on your your smart device, wherever you're listening to uh, and stuff, or if you're joining us right now on Twitch TV, a weekly games chat. Hi to everybody in chat. It's good to see you. And as you see here, uh, this is a perk for joining us on our uh, recording day. Uh, Sick boy is back. <laughs> he has, he has returned. He is handsome. John, it's good to see you, man. I know I haven't spoken to you in a while. We kind of did some pre-show chattage and uh, yeah, man, how you doing? I can see you. I can't yeah. smell you. I can't taste you. <laughs> oh, no. But I am back. Uh, Sean, do you want to tell them or do you want me to? Uh, you you tell them for sure. Microsoft has purchased weekly games. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We made it, boys. We're going to be free on Game Pass. For uh, $72 billion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, all of that money goes to Chris. I can't. I can't believe you know the timing of you you being out couldn't have been at the worst of the biggest news story ever. Oh my head! My head exploded <laughs> like three times. <laughs> which, which head? Uh, I'm kidding. This is a this is a family show, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? Uh, and then there's my boy who I Chris. I tried to drink a Pepsi Max today, mm-hmm. and I it, it the 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 lip the place you drink. Can mm-hmm. I have sounded any more country on the lip? You drank? It, it It smelled like peanuts or something. And I did a breath test. I did all these things. I drank out of another bottle. You know, nothing. Something was wrong with that bottle, so I couldn't drink it. But I do love the Pepsi Zero, Pepsi Max thing. How are you doing, man? It's good to see you. Uh, but I've seen you all day, but I still mean it. I was about to say, man, those 10 minutes that we didn't see each other there, you know, I, I had a lot of life changes. <laughs> a lot of things oh happened. Oh, my God. But I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. And I'm really glad that I didn't have to look at that stock photo of John for another week. Cause you well, know. it, John, yeah, John, the people loved it. You look great. Uh, you didn't really talk a lot, you know, for a few weeks, but you look good here on Twitch, <laughs> which mattered. Uh, and today I had a little issue where for some reason we had a blip uh, of power. We, the neighborhood is trying to figure it out. We have a ring device 
and then we get alerts, right? Apparently somebody near something heard a boom, possibly a crash, and then all of our lights flickered for, I don't know, milliseconds at best or enough to where uh, when I sat back down, I was in the kitchen uh, washing a dish. I heard it. So I was about to do a Dane Cook reference. I don't know if any of you heard those old Dane Cook skits, but you're welcome if you caught that one. 2006. Anyway, I literally, <laughs> I literally was in the kitchen. I come back in and the uh, my camera's acting funky. Chris and Chris and our other our, our buddy Josh, there we're hanging out and they noticed things were off. Chris was all like conspiracy theories on Discord. It it turned into a great thing, and luckily we got my camera fixed. It was it was like it's all good. Every time you pressed your mouse button, it sounded like someone flipping a breaker. That's that's how loud it was, you know. But we got it worked out. <laughs> we knew it. I, we got I, it worked out. I knew what it was. Uh, um. Acid, Sugar, and Chat, you know, we bring his name up a lot. He's a very important part of this show, especially with uh, our Discord and everything like that. He says he loves me. I love you too, Acid Sugar. And look, as I speak, we get a first-time chat from a viewer. Um, uh, Kaganosa the Priest uh, says, welcome back to John, and I hope you're feeling better. So there you go. We do like to highlight the first-time chats when we see them. So what's up on that? Yeah, I saw him. Anything for... I think he was on um, Acid Sugar added a uh, Wordle portion to the Discord oh, today, yeah. and I believe I saw him on there. But Chris, you may not have known what you've just done, but that is a perfect intro. So we're in our intro portion of the show, if you've never heard before, and, and we kind of we just bounce around things and have fun until we get kind of going with the topic. But you brought up the word Wordle, which is great, because I do have on a little note to bring up the acquisition all right, I got to say, I think without us, Wordle's not bought. But because we've promoted we Wordle, the New York Times, John, has purchased Wordle. <laughs> Look at John's face. I've missed this so much. I have, I'm so excited right now. Oh, my I think, God. I think we should just cover Wordle for the 350th episode. I'm Dude, down. It, if, it, what we should do. All right, so from 345 to 350, uh, or maybe just the week of 350, we all play the game. We all share our stats on, like, how we got out of six and what our words were to get to that. Just, just I will totally do that for 350. <laughs> just be like, wait, this is a big a big plateau. This is a big number in podcasting, and you, you guys covered what? Wordle? I mean, That's right. you could argue... I'd be willing to bet. We put the statistics up. Wordle might be the most played game in the game, uh, at least in the country, the U.S. right now. Because I'm going to say, p- put those statistics up to the to when we said go play Wordle. Yeah, we did it. The Richards and us, we did it. Uh, and didn't you say Wordle was developed? You you have more knowledge than me on by one guy. Yeah, or something like that. Because he posted like when this went down, he posted it to his personal Twitter page. It was just like, "Hey, this has been a crazy ride, but you know, it's kind of a pain to do this all by yourself." So, <laughs> someone wants and to pay me a million dollars, I'll take it. How how did he? Why did he even start it? Do you remember? I don't know why he started. I mean, uh, it seems uh, or was like it you or Josh that said uh, he was just doing it for his girlfriend. Mm. Is that right? He he wanted to create a game for his girlfriend to have That's fun cool. and play. And it turned into Wordle. Yeah. And now he's rich. I mean, I would tell people, like, it shows you don't need to have 50, you know, developers working for you no, and just years of coding. content. 
Yeah. Right. If, if you have an idea and you're willing to learn how to make something work in web-based form and it's simple and fun, you can reach a lot of people. I mean, that's you think true. about like that started the first one was July of last year. So that's that's pretty fast ascension. I do like a fast ascension. Whoa. Um, so Tom Brady retired. Uh, that was fun this week because he apparently retired a few days ago. <laughs> Only to to be reported. No, we uh we was just kidding, bruh. We didn't uh you did. <laughs> but it was I think it's good uh that he if he had the decision made to go ahead and do it. What do you think about that? I mean, when you're ready to go, you're ready to go, right? And I think uh, you know, right? Yeah. I think every I know he'd always said he wanted to go to forty five, but you could just kind of see it sometimes. And I think the big thing was that they were saying that they were probably going to lose some key pieces this year because everyone came back to go yeah. for another Super Bowl from last year. So it was like, you know what? Let's just move on. And and he kind of, I think he said in there, it's like, if you're not 100% in, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, right. Urban Meyer found that out this year. So yeah, he did. <laughs> but, and, 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 and the, if you listen to sports radio or you go to sports sites, that's all this going to talk about today. And I got to say, love them or hate them. Uh, whatever your stance is on Brady, if you even want to bring up the flake gate, I heard this today. It's kind of like, you know what, dude? Uh, the dude was in the game for two decades. He yeah. did some great things at both franchises. He impacted a lot of people, a fierce competitor, uh, and he's retiring. And they had a, a thing where it was like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> Philip Rivers, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. These are kind of like the quarterbacks. Now I go back. To, I watched football when I was a, a young youngling, you know. I remember watching Joe Montana and all those, but it this was a generation of quarterbacks that you got to wonder what the next generation will look like in comparison. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. For the longest time, it felt like it was Montana, Elway, Jim Kelly, and Marino. And then it became, as you said, once you just listed, and now it's like, oh, wow, we really are now in the age of you know, Mahomes and Justin Herbert, Josh Joe, Allen, Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow, already. Joe Burrow, Lamar yeah. Jackson. Yeah. It's a whole mm -hmm. different league right now. I can't wait to see it. Uh, so John, Tom Brady is. That's funny. <laughs> That's a shtick I've been wanting to do for about a month. Uh, I love your face, man. Uh, but the Super Bowl is set. If you're, if you are a fan of the Los Angeles Rams, um, you're happy, and if you're obviously a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, you're happy. Mm -hmm. uh, who do you guys got? Any any early picks or anything like that, or do you just want to see a good game? Chat, do you got anything? It's hard to tell right now because the Rams do have a lot of injuries, and like until you know yeah. how many of those guys are going to actually play, you just never know. You play to win the game, man. Yeah, right. So Practice. we'll see. <laughs> I would not be surprised I if either won one. Well, my dog in the fight was the Niners. They lost. Uh, so there you go. There's that. And then uh, I think I think you brought up a good point. I think watching the game as a neutral, I'm probably going to be. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So uh, that's an inside joke that I just giggled at. But uh, I think I'm going to go for the underdog, the, the team that's never won a Super Bowl, and I'll probably be kind of semi-rooting yeah. for the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be incredible because I don't know, like with Cincinnati's organization, it feels like this is your moment type thing. 
and you better reach up and grab it because that organization, there's no telling the next time they'll be back. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe when you said they'd never won. I was like, is that, is that right? And I think then, they've yeah, been they to some one good teams, one or two they've actually been to. I think the last time was like yeah. the seventies that they went. Well, I know the city, they have sports teams. Like they've won baseball championships. Like the Reds won. Yeah. Reds used to be uh, real good. So yeah. I don't know and if so they have a hockey team. <laughs> uh, and I got to say, I'm loving the halftime show is causing a bunch of memes, uh, TikTok videos, a lot of social media, bringing out the fact that late 30, early 40 year olds, this is going to be our most favorite Probably. halftime show ever. Uh, I can't, I can't wait to see how they do it. Cause it's going to be done. Well, I've actually seen some in my YouTube uh, viewing, if you will, I've, I've come across the, Eminem's a surprise guest on a Dr. Dre set at a special thing, blah, blah, blah. And they always do it really, really good. So For see, sure. John, uh, West Coast, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I can't wait. And it, it's good to, I, I'm excited about this halftime show. I haven't been excited in a while about one, like on this level, if you will. It's probably the most hip hop centric they've gone. I mean, yeah. the weekend. R&B. That one was it, I wasn't yeah. excited for it, but it was cool the way they did it. When for you sure. look at it in hindsight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um switching gears a little bit to food cuz I love to when I see a story like this, I love to get your guys' takes on this, okay? So I don't know if you saw this, but there was a 40-person brawl. I'm not talking about the Royal Rumble. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh but at Golden Corral Steakhouse <laughs> in Colorado, a 40-person brawl broke out due to a steak shortage or a meat shortage. Did anybody see this? And secondly, I thought about this. I don't think I've ever had a Golden Corral steak. Now I want to know, do I need one? Because people are fighting over it. <laughs> like, thoughts, prayers, somebody? You're good, man. You're good. <laughs> I would... you, don't, you think I <laughs> I just keep it's, living. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's just no, you're good. It's uh this is America. There you go. Well, it is in <laughs> is in Colorado and you know what's legal there and I'm wondering if it just tastes better at that Colorado establishment of Golden Corral. I remember the steaks unless they've changed it. You go up to the steak area and there's just steaks. You just kind of pick one and you go about your life, right? Or do they f- make them fresh for you? I can't remember. I think the last time I was at a Golden Corral was when my mom was out of town and I was like 16. <laughs> and my dad You're was like, like we're going to Golden good, Corral. They got good rolls. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Stuff like that. John, I love that you giggled about a Golden Corral steak, though. Uh, yeah. And you see some people that are hopping in, John. Uh, they are excited to see you back like overblown. Um, totally, totally happy to see you. You scared us. Uh, they knew you were sick, and then weeks happened, and uh, and now you you, you really you had it because you can't smell or taste. You hinted at that, and that's that's a telltale right there, you know. Dude, I've 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 been vaxxed thrice, <laughs> thrice. I've got the vaccine. Uh, well, no, sorry, I got the uh, assuming I have the antibodies now, so I just want to go into places and lick everything. <laughs> I just I'm like I I just I feel like you can't you can't touch me now. Uh you can't touch I know, me. 
you guys used to y'all used to pump me up like that when I uh, supposedly had it twice before I had vaccines, but I had the antibodies, and y'all were all like, "This is when everybody thought back in the original OG COVID, you're good for like six months, bro." You yeah. know, <laughs> y'all used to gas me up. Uh, but yeah, and I did tease, uh, I did tease this, and and this, I, I started seeing a lot of my friends talk about this and one of them actually one one person i know loves wrestling is in the chat now uh but you guys remember growing up we all watched i I think a lot of us whoever's listening possibly you know about the ww at the time f or you knew as it transitioned to wwe and i think we i i can speak for myself as a male and i know that there are girls who watched you know wrestling and loved it too always had favorite events i used to be excited when SummerSlam came up uh, I was more WWF slash WWE excited for their events, but my favorite was always the Royal Rumble because I thought it was crazy how it would be literally up, could be up to 50 people in a ring and you're just brawling and you got to throw them over the top rope. Uh, but I wanted to ask you this before I, I talk about what I heard about this week. Can you guys remember the last time in recent years you've been excited for or watched wrestling? I watched WrestleMania uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, and it's gotten—I mean, it's—it's it's gotten better. Um, and and don't and, and don't interpret this the wrong way. It's gotten better because of the female wrestlers. Yeah, it, they've really brought something really Step interesting, unique um, to the platform. And bec- and the main event that year was was um, Charlotte what it was, Flair. It was it was um, was it Rousey? It was Charlotte Flair. And Rousey, that's a good one. Yeah, no, was it the? No. Ma- it might have been the man. I, I can't remember. Um, Charlotte Flair versus the man. Really yeah. good. Match. Really good stuff. I, I, I think I watched a a <clears throat> WrestleMania. Uh, I'm trying to date myself back a few years. I think it was in Miami. I think The Rock came back. It was one of those he came back just for WrestleMania type events. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't. I haven't seen it in a while my, uh, my friend adam goes to it every year every single nice. year. but uh, so I, I follow up this do you think and i some a lot of people will argue as far as story st- storytelling and story writing goes uh wrestling in general and captivation of viewers of wrestling is there going to be another era like the attitude era that captures it felt like everybody tuned in on monday nights for wrestling and everybody was watching uh, pay-per-views and, and things like that. Am I making that up? Is it just in my little circle or do you think that statement holds true for a large portion of people that, you know, I watch think, that kind of thing? I think that was the biggest error. I, I mean, I don't know how many people watch now and I know they do well, but to me, it's just like, yeah, when you, what you consider that was like Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, the rock right i mean there's <laughs> just that right there and then you know on yeah. the flip side even if you were watching wcw at that point you had you know uh nwo doing their thing right the wolf pack and yeah and all that um that, that was pretty big that was that was definitely my heyday uh if you will yeah and that's why i try to a lot of times i try to stay out of oh because i watched it it was a thing or mm. you know so that's why I asked you guys, do you think, because I, I felt like everybody I knew knew of wrestling then. 
Mm-hmm. Now you ask a question, hey, when's the last time you watched something? Not everybody's in the same little loop. We moved on for whatever reason. We're not as captivated as okay. a whole. If that I mean, there's sense. We there's still- a passionate fan base yes. out there that loves yeah, there, it. There always will be. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, I saw and people, I bring all this up because the Royal Rumble happens and people are just disappointed. Everybody I'm seeing on my feed, they're like, mm. and I, that kind of sucks. Cause, cause who, cause of who won? I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. I, I think I did see on her social was, media, Rousey think, came back yeah. and won. Yeah. But I think they have a different, I don't <clears> think the women <throat> wrestle with the dudes. I think there's a. Women's Royal Rumble and a male uh, a men's Royal Rumble. I think uh, I'd have to be corrected on that. It's been a while since I watched it, but yeah. dude, she tweeted like she's like, "Yo, I just had a kid four months ago, and from the moment of birth, this was what I was coming back for." Hmm. That's legit. I don't know how she wrestles. I know that a lot of people, uh, you know, if you if you don't come up pure in the business, kind of like that, you don't always necessarily have the best techniques to sell moves and sell the, the fight. Cause I don't know if you boys know this wrestling's not real as far as what they, they're not really wrestling's real to me. <laughs> I know, I know, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's crazy to see though. And I'm in here that you see a lot of the, uh, and my man in the chat's bringing it up. You see like X ultimate fighters coming over to wrestling or they, the wrestlers go to ultimate fighting. That's always a weird dynamic for me to watch. So uh, there's nothing more real to me than Hogan's atomic leg drop. (laughs) (laughs) Greatest move ever, right? I mean, how's the leg drop end you? You're done. (laughs) (laughs) It's over. You know, when I was fighting in my teens, I couldn't do anything until someone like slapped me on my chest and I, yeah, (laughs) shook my finger all of a sudden, just energized. Think about this it's wrestling. That brought you the image and video you could still go find of like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know. Stunning. Like, didn't he stun McMahon? Did he stun Trump? I know Trump was involved in wrestling for a little while. Like, they, these are the things that wrestling's able to do. I mean, uh, Rod- Rodman. Again, like <laughs> tapping. Rodman was out there, right. Speaking of that era, like, you knew they had tapped into something because it, it evolved, right? They'd like, during the 80s, they'd kind of taken on like a lot of patriotic tropes and, and just. And also just like, you know, the spectacle of like, here's Andre the Giant, the biggest man. Can someone slam him and all that kind of stuff? And you got to the mid 90s and all of a sudden they just changed it. And it's like, here's this dude that doesn't care that his boss is in the hospital. He's about to pick up a bedpan and slam him in his face with it. (laughs) And you're and everyone in America cheered. That's what they were wanting. That's that's so great. (laughs) Uh, You know, and I'm always going to be thankful. If I never watch wrestling again, I'm thankful for the memories it gave me because uh, I saw some folks in chat and we all probably have tried to do a version of a wrestling move, whether it be into a pool, whether it be with a stuffed animal when in your room when you're trying to win the championship with your imagination as a kid, whether it's you know wrestling with your whoever and you're a little bit bigger. So you're like, hey, stay right here and I'm going to grab you, put your arm and you try to do like a rock bottom on them. Uh, those are good times. And the I, most... You know, the most hilarious uh, move of a wrestler, not not because of its technique or how it looks, but the name of it. First time I heard it, I laughed for about an hour. The people's elbow. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
makes me oh, laugh. It, it's it's got to be up there with the Hogan leg drop, right? But but my favorite move, <laughs> my favorite move of all time, and he's not my favorite wrestler. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. Is is uh, DDP's diamond cutter? I just I just love that thing. Throws the diamond up, and it's over. It's just ball game. Throws it up like this. Yeah, it is oh. over, dude. I love it. As but my, everybody uh, knows. Everybody knows. And if you don't know, you're a fool. The greatest wrestler of all time is the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be uh bread the hitman heart this is yeah. true still one of the most controversial controversy field matches possibly ever so yeah yeah uh, but speaking of controversy wait what there's none we we really didn't get bought out by microsoft we wish can they just send us some swag to wear to promote them i'll do it uh but John, it's great to have you back. Intros have been great, Chris. Chris and I have done what we could. I hope we made you laugh a little bit, but we definitely miss you. So, and and for your reward, you're the star of the show. Wait, the, uh, did wait, what? Did Microsoft not send you guys Xbox fridges? God bless us, Chris. <laughs> Mother, you told me you found that at Target. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> I'm bringing my people's elbow to your house in about yeah. 15 minutes. You're about to get. I'm gonna uh, into the do excellence Jimmy of, this uh, Superfly yeah. snooker off somebody's top rope. <laughs> Look, much like Mike in the chat, I would be doing the money shot like Val Venus because that was. I, is there a better like? Come on, dude. Dude came out. He was all like, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Good I don't times. think he would not fly in today's world. <laughs> good times, but yeah, we uh Chris. Are we looking good on time for this intro? Yeah, we're good. I think we're good. Unless you guys got anything else you want to add, you know, this is this is a good place to do that. Uh, reviews uh, for Dying Light Two should be coming out tomorrow. Oh, or yes, today pe- for them. Yeah, whatever. I'm hearing yeah. good things. I'm hearing I, good things. Are you excited? By the way, is he? Excited? I haven't actually. I, you're, are I just, you? I just don't know what I'm going to play it on. <laughs> I think everyone I should. I talked to I talked to Acid last week, and he said that he asked me what my specs were for my PC, and he's like, "Your specs are just one level above the recommended the uh, the, the the recommended specs." I was like, "Oh no, I don't know." <laughs> I'm sure I'm fine. Then. Any any game like that, uh, <laughs> whether it be Horizon, if I play it, that's right. If I play it, I said it because uh, I'm more excited excited for Elden Ring. What's up? Bring it. Uh, I'm going to go console playage on it. Horizon. Uh, I, oh, sorry. Huh? I thought you go were. Ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I'm done. Okay. That's oh, it. Oh. Horizon. I, love you. I will say Horizon kind of broke my heart a little bit this week when it came out that to do everything in the game, you know, which I think, John, you platinumed it, right? And I platinumed it. Um, yeah, you platinumed it when I said I was going to. So mm-hmm. you had to copy me. Um, <laughs> No, nope. that's I beat the game way before. That was a chin punch right there. Chris was like, oh, I, I just, but um, <laughs> to do everything in that game, the first one that took me about, I don't know, somewhere between 30 and 45 hours. Uh, I think that's accurate. And they're saying this new one is going to take hundreds of hours. And I was just like, oh, no, please don't tell me this is about to be another 50 yeah. hour base campaign from from Sony. I don't need this in my life. Yeah. Uh have fun. Right. I seriously I think I we need I, I think I need to not get into that game before I try to play Elden Ring. That's just me. It's uh, we'll see. I mean somebody on our Discord, it was funny. I think mm-hmm. it was John. I think John, you put this out there. It's like a meme where it says like main story quest, and it's like over here on an island. 
<laughs> and then where you go, you're I just sailing that. along past the main story. <laughs> oh, I got to do this like, over here. <laughs> that's it. Before we look, go to the topic look. here, um, I just want to tell everyone, enjoy this episode. Enjoy John's voice because I expect Friday he's going into a cave and, and rolling a rocket in front of it and whatever console or PC he's going to use. And he'll emerge in four weeks with a beard down to his knees and he'll be like, I'm ready to talk about it. It's like, he's got a beard. His shirts are not iron. They're just wrinkled. Right. It's great. He's got contacts in. It's like, what's happening. He's right wearing, now? he's wearing talking? an Xbox shirt. We're like, what's going on? He's like, I don't even know who Nintendo is anymore. <laughs> but yeah, 28 minutes. We could probably go. Yeah, like, for sure. For sure. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, getting to hear. This is the topic time part of the show. Uh, I say this every week, but basically, if you saw the time marker and you came straight to here, welcome. You made it. Uh, if you hung out with us for that intro, uh, we appreciate that. That's where we kind of let loose and, and just talk about the previous week. But now I shut up because Chris does the thing and then we do our topic. So without further ado, Chris. The topic is... Chorus! I don't think you said that right. I mean, spelled like it. It's got a V in it, Chris. Like right before the S. It's weird. Probably like Russian. It's you know? it's, pro- it's probably fine. It's, it's probably fine. That's how John, it was earlier when John I was. John played it. He knows, you know. So. I just figured we were talking about, you know, a chorus line. The hit. They finally made a game to the hit Broadway musical chorus line no it's not what no, this is about no, I, don't, no. I don't i mean i don't know you know but what i do know is john just took a sip of uh <clears throat> look like something nice scotch eh. possibly no no it's just some johnny walker oh johnny some, some j-dubs and just trying to loose. get trying to get rid of that before i go to the good stuff black I label or that. red label it's red label ah i like i like the black better mm-hmm that's the more well, expensive John, one, I believe. That's not. <laughs> I like the pinky out. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta have the pinky out, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, take us away, buddy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Sean, Chris, I believe that somebody—I don't remember who it was—a um, few weeks ago in the chat maybe said something about chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, was like, has anybody played chorus? And I was like, me. <laughs> that's my. I did it. <laughs> You and I have played chorus. Um, but yeah, this is um this this, this episode probably, has been in the works for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of been, I mean, sometimes we play games that we know we're kind of gonna kind of going to be like backup episodes if we need a if we need um be careful, sweet boy. Oh. My kid's leaving. Um You don't have to lie. You know you were talking to me. <clears throat> Wait, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's he's going to work Ah. um but uh you know we have you know games that you know no disrespect to the games per se but you know we kind of keep on the back burner just in case we need a topic and 
Yeah, I think you yeah. were like, I could talk about chorus this week, and we're like, John, um, Halo Infinite campaigns out. Mm. <laughs> we were like that, and then you're like, well, next week, and we're like, but John, that's that's Christmas, so yeah, I don't, I you know, but at the time, I, I didn't realize we were going to cover it that soon. Yeah, you guys said it. Mm-hmm. I was there for it. I, it just didn't it didn't register. So I was like, you know, why don't I just play this game just in case we need a topic? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm glad I'm glad I did play the game. And, and I'm glad you know, as soon as as soon as I saw the game, uh, as soon as I saw the trailer of it, I was like, yeah, I, I think I need to play this because I, I mean, I, I don't. Um, Sean can speak to this when he gets back, but um, I don't know how much you and Sean both collectively like Star Fox per se. I mean, um, I watch gameplay. I like, I wouldn't say Star Fox, but I, I've always enjoyed a good, you know, spaceship shooter game. Those are yeah. always fun. It's like, you know, the, what was the game I played a few years back? It was the, it was, it was a, it was a toys to life space shooter mm. came out on the Nintendo S- switch and they incorporated Star Fox characters into the switch version. Um, but I don't remember what it was called. But I'm I've always been itching for the next evolution of a Star Fox game. And I, I can tell you that with 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 certain confidence, this is sort of the route I would love for the Star the Star Fox franchise at Nintendo if they ever pursued it again. This is really this is really where I'd want it to go because I just think the rail shooter formula for Star Fox, the old mm. Star Fox games it's just sort of stale and it just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't wow anybody anymore. Um, much like rail shooters, you know, but, um, this one, this one is, um, very exceptional. It's, 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 it's one of the best quote unquote star Wars like games I've played as far as a space, um, a spaceship shooter, pew pew kind of game you know <laughs> pew pew uh, sean sean were you ever a big fan of any of the star fox games growing i up? wanted i wanted to like them i just never i never played them and i think the game i don't mean to pivot from your question i think the game you're referring to earlier was star link that's right that was that's right i remember this battle for, battle for atlas i would i i love that game i love the toys i, I mean I, if you look back here i i have some of them Never I want, they're not there. I, I moved them. I want to say we covered that. I moved them. I think I want to say we might have actually covered that on an episode before, you know, I, we did. the universe. Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. We yeah. did. Really? I mean, I, I thought it was a very well-intended game, had a lot of great ideas, but it, it incorporated that toys of toys to life. And to me, it was the one of the coolest toys to life games I've ever played where you actually buy the ships, you buy the characters, you buy the guns and you hook the ship up to your controller and you can switch out the guns, switch out the pilots, switch out the ships, assign different pilots to different ships, whatever you wanted to do. And it just really, it it really came across very well, but it was kind of too little too late when it came to the toys to life genre. That thing is genre that was dying out. Luckily, I mean, this is not a toys to life game, but it sort of has that same 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 flow but it's but it but it's done a little bit better than this than that game but uh the game is called chorus <clears throat> i'll get to a little bit as as to what that title means because you know you think of chorus you think of you know the last stanza of a song that kind of thing where you think of a group of people belting out you know <laughs> you know songs but um the main character her name is uh neru 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 whatever you want to say 
and she is she is piloting in this ship a sentient being um that is a that is you know a, a starfighter kind of like you would think of an x-wing so you're saying um, but, uh <laughs> it's fly of the navigator maybe but it's like star fox meets <laughs> uh night rider you know mm. yeah so not um, at all chris well no fly so, the navigator it's like the ship or whatever and it's talking yes, to the kid yes, yes, Dude, right. that was one yeah. of my favorite movies of Got my it. life as a kid right. um but yeah she pilots this ship um and and it's called it's called the forsaken and it's a sentient being it's it's self-aware it it has its own will it has its own it's, it has its own personality and and thoughts and ideas and they sort of work together um to fight this enemy called the circle and this circle it's like this oppressive cult um led by what what they call the great prophet um and basically it's your run of the mill story where it's the, the great prophet along with its the cult the circle seeks to control the galaxy control the universe with its religious um dogma kind of thing um what they're what they're kind of I will tell you straight off the bat that the, that the that the story is serviceable. It, it is it is probably one of the weaker things about about the game. Mm-hmm. In, in, in my opinion, it's probably the only weak thing uh, about the game. Um, but it's so it's so in your face all of the time that they you can you can tell that the writers really invested in it because it's constantly in your face, um, and it's just not really that memorable. It's not really that good. Um, in fact, I had to sort of Google it to make sure I had a, I had the correct understanding of what the story was because, you know, you're, you're, you're playing the game so much you're, you're, and, and, it, and it's not really grabbing you. So you're not that interested in the story. So you had to make sure that you went online and looked it up to make sure you had it right. And yeah. luckily I had it right. But <laughs> so. I was like, from what I noticed, like of the gameplay I was watching of it. Um, yeah, the ship is cause it, the ship is what's whispering to you kind of right. Like it does that whisper type talk of like what's thinking right in it i was like okay this seems like this is consistently going on and is trying to as you just play feed you a lot of exposition and narrative right actually actually it's even worse than that chris the person who's whispering is actually nora oh whispering to herself and that's part of that's part of the distracting thing going on Mm she's just she's just kind of whispering to herself in order to convey to the player that you're listening to her thoughts or something gotcha. like that. But the, the, the forsaken, which is the name of the ship, Nora calls him Forza for short. Um, <laughs> he, he's more ha- has this dominating um, Android type voice. So mm-hmm. he's more, I mean, he, he he's, he, he's probably the more interesting character as far as what he is, what his origins are and how all that comes to be, which I won't spoil. Do those, um, um, does the ship have a rival called Forza horizon? Yes. Okay. Making sure you're doing a follow up question. Does the, uh, the whispers, are they creepy? Like Hellblade? creepy? Are they like lost whispers? They're, they're not creepy. They're just awkward. Right. You know, it's like, it's stuff you don't, it's like, I don't care what you're whispering mm. anyway <laughs> anyway we're derailing john that aside it's, it's fine it's fine that no we, y'all are good the, that aside the cult what the cult is doing is they're on this search for what they call the chorus and you know you talk about the chorus and it's it's sort of it's sort of like the force in a way hmm. and 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 nora's backstory is she used to be a leading member 
um, just under the great prophet of this of this cult, but she has defected and returned to her sentient spaceship because you know she'd had it locked away for several years and it kind of abandoned him. Okay. Um, so they're they're sort of at the same time they're sort of working out out their issues as a couple. They're kind of having couples therapy together in real time, which is in its in itself is one of the more interesting parts of the story. Um, but 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 this is one of those games where <clears throat> you got to sort of put the story aside and just have have fun with the game because the game as a space shooter is a freaking blast. It's doing things that I've never really seen in a space fighter game. Like, like for example, if like last year's rogue, um, Star Squadron, Wars, Rogue. Star, yeah. Yeah. Star Wars squadrons. Yeah. Star Wars squadrons. And in any other space shooter game, you know, <clears throat> it does this really awesome the, this 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 mechanic in this game is a game changer. First of all, you have these. The premise of the game is that this is a sentient spaceship that is capable of doing things that other spaceships aren't capable of doing. And one of those things, and and it's think Mario Kart drifting. This thing does this drift where if this if this if these enemy spaceships, if you're you're trying to, one of the hardest things about space fighters is you're trying to follow these these spaceships and your reticule and, and they're yeah. turning on a dime and you're trying to move the camera to make sure you line up with them again. And it can take a while. You have to, it, you have to get really used to the feel of the game. But in this game, you get this power early on in the game that allows you to, you press the left shoulder button and it allows you to basically skid in mid in mid space, basically turn your ship on a dime hmm. to face your enemy immediately. Cool. And it's just it's just this game changer, man. The way it's like when you do it, it sort of even makes sense aeronautically. So the ship sort of separates a little bit. It, you could still see it connected to the wings based on with with from electric currents, but it's it sort of allows air. Not that there's air in space, but allows <laughs> it allows air to sort of flow through the ship as opposed to lifting, as opposed to resisting the wind. It allows the air to flow through. So in theory, when the air flows through, you can. You, your ship slows down quicker and you can turn on a dime. At least that's the theory behind it. Just the way that it's just, it's just an amazing new way, at least that I've experienced a new way to play these, these, uh, these space shooters really makes it enjoyable to where it's like, you know, you see these trick shots in like, in like these movies where the, where the fighter jet slows down, backs up and mm-hmm. falls in behind him and locks on and shoots him down. It's it's almost feels like something like that, and you also get these powers <clears throat> in the game that 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 kind of tie into to the chorus, and the chorus grants you powers called rights is what they're called. They're called rights, um, and I won't spoil all of the powers, but one of the powers you get early on is if you're if you're flying towards a target, you can press a button that immediately allows you to sort of teleport directly behind that target and start firing on them. So, you know, it's just it's just a very cool way to engage with the enemy and all the rights that you get are these new awesome powers that allow you to um, engage with enemy fighters in a very creative way. It's 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 literally these powers. None of them. None of them. There's been none of them that I go. I'm not going to use it that much. I've used all of them. They're all effective. They're all useful in aerial combat. Um, But basically, um, it's it's kind of an open world. I'll say open world, but it, it, there's several open world hubs that are very, you know, very large. And they're kind of, and Chris, you'll appreciate this. They're kind of all connected. You have to get to the different galaxies 
by essentially what, I mean, it's been a long time since I played the game, but they remind me of Mass Effect relays hmm. that sort of shoot you to different parts of the galaxy. Um, but you, but every part of the galaxy, every, every hub is like this huge open world area that you fly to different sections of the map and there's side quests to help different people carry their load to, um, haha, carry their, uh, yeah. <laughs> we all thought the same thing. <laughs> you, 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 you come across people in the, in the, in the galaxy that you can help. Um, you can help def- defend their ships from enemy fighters. You can escort them to different locations that they need to go. You can help repair people's ships. You can race people um, in certain sections, which is like really fun. It's almost like pod racing from um, from episode one. Uh, really, really cool. Really, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Republic credits. Mm-hmm. Republic credits are no good out here. Yeah. So yeah, really, um, you know, really fun stuff. Really engaging ways. Uh, but of course, there's you know the main story that you can follow. But doing all this stuff. <clears throat> Uh, doing all these side missions are beneficial because it, it grants you credits. It grants you different upgrades um, to uh, to beef up your ship. Um, the different type of weapons you have on your ship are is a Gatling gun, um, missiles, and um, <laughs> forgot what it's called. Let's call it a ray gun, <laughs> a, a laser cannon, laser okay. cannon. Okay. Um, and each each enemy has like different variations of how you take them down, and it's color coded. Like if you, if it if if the enemy has like a yellow bar, that means you have to take it down with its weakness is missiles. Um, if um if if uh if an enemy has a blue bar on it, um, you have to use your um laser cannon to take down its shields before you can before you can engage with the Gatling gun. Um, and if it just has the basic red bar, the Gatling gun, I mean, the Gatling gun is your basic method of fire. Um, but that's how you would take it down. So, I mean, there's different variations about how to take down these enemies. Some of these enemies are basic, you know, tie fighter type guys that are easy to take down, but, um, they can get pretty beefy, but, but the presentation of the fighting, it's like picture the first time you ever saw, um, the original star Wars death star fight where you're kind of flying through space and you know, you're, you're, you're obviously going really fast, but you have no way of knowing it until you get closer to the death star and you go into the trench. And then you can tell based on your based based on how close an object is, how fast you're truly going through that trench. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're flying through space in this space fight and you come across this large ship and you get close to its hole. And by the time you get to its hole, you realize how fast you're flying past this ship. It just has this really, it, it really tackles the sense of scale in this universe, literally speaking, this universe, um, as, you're, as you're flying through space stations, flying past ships. Uh, and it, it even has that Star Wars effect, like from, say, you know, Return of the Jedi, well, instead of the trench, you have to fly into the Death Star, take down some of its you know, missiles and, and central computer units. You, you're doing that stuff too. And you've got all these explosions coming across the screen and you're right there in the middle of the explosion. And like, it's like that scene from return of the Jedi where Lando flies out of the death star as it's exploding. And you, you kind of have that feeling when you're flying out and it, and it explodes and you just barely um, zoom past that, the fire that's about to engulf the millennium Falcon. 
There's a lot of moments in this game where it feels like that. So the production value really, you can tell where they spent their money um, because it's, I guess you can technically say it's, it's a smaller scale studio, a smaller scale, you know, team doing it. So it's like, I would say maybe it's a double a studio. Um, what, deep silver, yeah, deep, deep silver is the publisher. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're mostly, and I'm not saying that if you're this, that you're not a big, you know, whatever but they mostly were known for mobile games right am i crazy mm-hmm. prior to this yeah, yeah they they uh the, the studio i don't remember the name it's got fish in the title i forget the deep silver the fish labs fish labs they're responsible for a lot of like spaceship shooter apps yeah. uh mm-hmm. games so you know I, I to be honest with you guys i really think that the story is is honestly that it's it's winkest uh, winkest it's weakest um, <laughs> oh it's, winkest it's weakest link i mean you could probably say that as you're as you're progressing through the game the side missions might become a little repetitive because you're kind of doing similar versions it's like let's say you have probably five different sets or types of side missions like you come across some junk and then you sell it to a you know a yeah a, a, a a freighter or you're rescuing you're res- you're repairing someone's ship that's another type of side quest mm-hmm. or you're escorting them out of harm's way that's another type of side quest so i guess there's about five different types of side quests so some could probably say that um the side quest itself could become repetitive but to me in 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 these types of games um side quests because you're confined to a spaceship and that's your method of gameplay that could be very difficult to, I don't know, make more variety out of side quests. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's it's probably just a code you a lot of people can't crack yet. Um, but that's uh, but that's you know that's probably a weakness that some might might find. Uh, but it but it's just really fun to to explore these areas of this of this galaxy. Um, you know, you can you can find currency. Um, in the in in the galaxy just floating through space you can find upgrades and weapons just floating through space it has this little sensor power it's like this pulse power that she has that you know if you if you if you unleash the pulse power you can sort of sense new activities within the area that you're flying to go to those different areas Mm -hmm. Um, most of the worlds are kind of asteroid belts um and i think that's kind of the design to sort of give you a sense of um how fast you're traveling through space because you know you, you you're in this you're in this x-wing type spaceship and so you want to feel like you're really zooming along and really and really going fast <laughs> all zooming along all buddy. zooming along and you have like <clears throat> you have your basic thrusters that you know moving the 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 left stick forward just makes you go at the normal speed yeah. then you hit then you hit the left trigger button and that gives you more of a um, a faster speed, but then your ultimate speed is like pushing down on the left stick, um, clicking it down as you're moving forward. And that, and that sort of gives you its hyperdrive speed as you're going through the galaxy. But obviously your ultimate speed is when you hit one of the, for lack of a better term, the mass effect relays to get you to propel to the other sections of the maps. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, aside from story, this game is just it, it can get very addictive. I've spent about fifteen hours with it. I'm not quite done, but I'm pretty far along in the story. You're right next to I mean, the last boss. You're kind of taken out by Corona for a little while. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I swear, man, I I was actually you know about to pick up and you know 
I was like, nobody saves the world seems like a game that I can just sort of, you know, casually play and not worry about, but I, I couldn't even get it started. I just didn't feel like it. Um, walking dead got me through it, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, I mean, this topic is pretty short and sweet. Um, you know, that's fine. We have like a ton of news. There's no, yeah, there's no, (laughs) you know, there's no, uh, I'm playing it on PS five. I, there's no, um, there's no, there's no glitches. There's no crashing. I mean, there's nothing I've encountered that is, that, that is, that is of any technical difficulty. Um, it's 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 chugging along really nicely. The graphics for a double A game, you can see where they've sort of cut co- corners and cut scenes and things like that. But the world is beautiful. The 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 blooms from the from the stars and the sun that comes through and and all the shadows work really well in the asteroid belts. Um, the explosions are just tap natch. Um, you know, I gotta mm-hmm. ask. You know, uh, the last time I played a shooter. This doesn't really fit the mold of what I'm going to ask, but the last time I think I played a true space shooter was Squadrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it in VR; it was great. And I'm just not like a space. What's that term where dog fighting and stuff like that? <clears throat> I don't get into that a lot. I kind of like being able to get out the ship every once in a while and do things. Uh, <clears throat> but circling back to my question, uh, how is the the uh, music and the ambiance? if you will, of, of that, does it add to the game or is it not noticeable? Cause I feel like if it had a, I don't want to say it's not Tetris effect ish soundtrack mm. close to it. And I think it would be awesome. But again, it's, it is a double, a double a studio. I don't know what I haven't played it. I haven't heard it. I just watched a little bit of it on YouTube while you were talking about it. Muted, of course, because I got in trouble last time. I didn't mute it. So <laughs> I have I have absolutely nothing to say about the music. I'm completely agnostic on it. I can't mm-hmm. say it's memorable. Um, but it hasn't. Uh, I'm not playing it. Going. This is great. I got to turn up my headphones. I want to hear more. I got no, no. I'm not going. Going. Hey, where was my uplifting coda as I blew this ship up? Mm-hmm. It was there, but I just, I I couldn't. I couldn't hum a few bars for you. Sean, we've already so. established that John only pays attention to music when it's like doom metal in doom. That's when he noticed. That's know? true. Uh, <laughs> he did notice a few, a uh, few of the ballads, if you will, from guardians when he played it, but, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, had it had doom metal, it'd have been yeah. a 10, a 10 out of 10. 10. Well, I mean, this yeah. game, if you're looking at the, let's say that you, you listen to John talk about it and you can look it up. He mentioned it. Uh, it. It's been out since December uh, with timing and scheduling and holidays and COVID. We've, we're, we're finally getting a chance to talk about it, which is great. John has put a lot of time into it. And he Since he's played it, when I've talked to John about it, you have liked it. Like you said, this is just pretty good. Oh, I like uh, it a lot. I, like I didn't know you got it on PS5. That was I like that you had that little tidbit in because mm-hmm. uh, someone in chat asked if it was on Game Pass. Chris confirmed it is not on Game yeah. Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the typical yeah. type of game that like it, it at some point like this Pass year Pass. it will probably end up on Game Pass. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Can see that. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I can't stress enough that the when you're flying through this dogfight and you're taking down this ship. Oh my gosh. It's like you, you fire on this ship and you know, you've destroyed it. And it, as it blows up, you fly yeah. through the explosion. It just, you're doing things in the game that, the, that the game simulates so well, that sense of that star Wars 
space fight from return. I think return of the Jedi, the, the, the space fight in return of the Jedi is the greatest science fiction space fight in history. I, I, I could, I could watch that movie just to watch that part, you know, the lightsaber battle, whatever. I just, right. I just, I just love the space fight. Take, and, you it, know? and it, and it does that kind of stuff in the game where you're doing these things and you're, you're going through the motions, you're shooting down these things, you're turning on a dime and you're, and you're flipping the script on this, on this fighter behind you. And, and these things explode. You, you go through this, you go through this giant spaceship and you're just taking that. You're just, you know, going in a circle, taking down all the, all the conduits or whatever, the things that keep it going. And as you vacate, the thing explodes. It just, I, you're just, you're doing it going, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. That's amazing. It just feels great to That's play. That's what he said. What? It does. It does. It feels, <laughs> it feels so good. It feels so good. Um, but that being said, uh, the story really is a dinger. It just, mm. whatever. It's not, it's just not, who cares? Um, so if you're, if you're going to, into this game and, and that is an, and then that is important to you, you'll be very disappointed, but everything else about it, um, you know, from the production, um, is just really well done. Uh, you, uh, you know, for, for what they put their budget dollars in and the game I think is 39 99. So it's, it's, I think it's worth, I think it's worth the cost of admission. Mm. Um, you know, obviously the game will probably go on sale in in less than six months. And, you know, if it goes on sale for nineteen ninety nine or ten ninety nine or whatever, I, I, think, I would um, recommend picking it up if you're if you're looking for that for sort of Star Wars simulator thing. For PC players, uh DY Dynamite in the chat just highlight uh, you know, it's the lunar sale right now on Steam and it's on sale for twenty five percent off at the moment. Through Thursday. Bad. So uh, I guess if you're listening to this and it's still Wednesday. You have till about Thursday at 11 a.m. to pick it up if you want to get a, at a discount. Um, John, if Corvus had a Richard or Corvus or however you say it, it's like weird because you see the logo and it does look like a V, right? And then like you read the press releases and it's like, no, it's Corvus. And you're like, I think, oh. the, I think the V might be intended to sort of yeah. represent a spaceship maybe i don't okay, i don't really yeah. know why i don't know exactly why it's a v mm. um because i saw it and i was like cause <laughs> right that's <laughs> how i was prepared to say it today until i like went to look at a few things yeah. and it's like oh it is chorus okay um but if chorus had a richard how big do you think that richard is well you see chris uh uh Forsaken is a sentient spaceship, so it wouldn't surprise me if he did, in fact, have mm, a Richard. Uh, a, a, a Richard. So that's how um, they reproduce. But I think um, I think where I'm at on this um, is is I think it's a solid eight. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm still enjoying my time with it. It's sort of it's, and it's and it's a you know I hadn't played it in about three and a half weeks. And I picked it up last night to sort of get my, you know, get my feelers back. And it was, I very quickly picked it back up. You know, I didn't have to pause That's it and good. go to the menu and say, what does this button do? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It was very, it, it was, and that could be because it was still sort of in, ingrained into my muscle memory. So, um, 
I really think it's uh, worth someone's time that's looking for this type of game because, quite frankly, it's doing something in a space fighter. Um, that's it's doing a lot of uh, things as a, as a fighter that's uh, very unique and very um, quality of life, if you will. So, yeah, definitely, I th- definitely, I think eight eight out of ten is uh, is uh, is fair. That and that good. that is my story. And I'm sticking to it. And, wow. you know, I've also uh, committed to something, guys, I want to let you know. I know I don't have to. I know it's not that important per se to some people. But I've, I'm trying to commit to everything I cover, finish it. <laughs> so, That's a good thing. You don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see that, how long it goes. Uh, you, there's behind-the-scenes talks on why I, I'm personally against that. And you know it. Well, I just, just, just promise me you won't. I don't get think like he means by the time the show's done. I think he's more so saying personally he's doing it like whatever. No, no, no. no. Yeah. So by the time, by the time, by the time the end of the year happens, I'd like to have more games okay. to consider okay. Thank God, for a game like, of the year. No, I'm not trying to. Now, we cram were going to have, have some drinks together and be like, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I'm not going to sleep this month. Because I'm going to uh, eat everything before we talk about it. Oh no! Wait, what? I, I'm John, finishing the thing with you. We, okay, we gotta we we gotta get rid of Chris. Like I don't know how we're gonna do it, but it's too much. Okay, I've and missed you. Bam, oh, and and mute hammer. <laughs> we just we just gotta make sure we just gotta make sure he drinks every week. Yeah, he's 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 way funner when he drinks. Uh, and is that, stuff. Is that permission? I'm... <laughs> do it, buddy. <laughs> And oh. that was it. One. I thought you. I thought you. You hit the button. Nope. I thought you hit the button. I'm sorry. <laughs> Son of a. <laughs> oh, well, let's go to the news, Mister Cursey McCurser said. Mother. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly games chat presents the news. We have arrived. Thank you so much. Uh, of course, this is the next part of our our show. Um, shout out to the news team. That news hasn't been the same. Wait, it has. Wait, but what? Uh, I'm going to start off with a response. Uh, oh. You know, for the past couple of weeks, we talked about that whole acquisition. Um, Microsoft's involved and, and uh, Blizzard Activision's involved. And we wanted to know what's going to happen and what does the future look like. And maybe we have something here. Sony announced that it will acquire Bungie uh, in a deal valued at $3.6 billion, which normally looks like a lot of money. However, uh, with the aforementioned purchase, uh, following the news, GameIndustry.biz reported that the studio will operate as an independent subsidiary of SIE and will remain a multi-platform studio with the option to self-publish and reach players where they choose to play. According to SIE President CEO Jim Ryan, we've had a strong partnership with Bungie since the inception of the Destiny franchise, and I couldn't be more thrilled to officially welcome the studio to the PlayStation family. I want to be very clear to the community that Bungie will remain an independent and multi-platform studio and publisher. PlayStation will also have access to Bungie's proprietary tools, which can now be used by the other studio teams at PlayStation. Hmm. <clears throat> Chump change. 
did they what did they buy him out of a vending machine? <laughs> was this, was the Wish version of Activision Blizzard or something? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I oh, that's funny. This does like for. I guess, like on the service, this sounds very similar to uh, when Microsoft got Mojang for Minecraft, right? Like where because it's already everywhere, and it's pretty clear that De- uh, Bungie has no plans to do Destiny Three, right? They have like a plan, I think, in place through twenty twenty four. It's one of those things where you're like, yeah, they're not going to rip it away from everywhere because you've already linked all these accounts, you've done all this work. It would it, you know, it, all you're going to do is piss off Bungie's fan base at that point for that platform. Now, I know they have another game that they've already started working on that's rumored to be like maybe somewhere between 2025 to 2027. That's supposed to be the next thing after Destiny. And I know they're saying, hey, they're independent and that... <clears throat> They're going to be a multi-platform studio. Well, by my count, and I'm not a smart man, but PlayStation 5 and PC, that's two, and that makes a multi-platform. Yeah, so, theory, right? You know, you can equal that out by not yeah. going anywhere that has the words game and pass next to each other. Uh, and I, of course, Bungie really doesn't do anything with Nintendo to begin with. So, you know, I don't know if that will be the case. Um, but I mean, it sounds similar to the relationship they have with Naughty Dog, where I know Naughty Dog is not technically a first party publisher. They're a second party publisher, but you know, of course, everything they do pretty much just comes to PlayStation. It's a little bit different, but you know. Or I guess like the Pokemon company, right? Where Pokemon operates and does its thing. But I ain't never played Pokemon on anything besides, you know, Nintendo and a mobile phone. phone. I haven't seen it on an Xbox or a PlayStation. I don't think that's going to change. So I don't know. Well, it's kind of one of those things, wait and see. But yeah, kind of what the next piece is, I would just say I'm not very surprised this happened. And I I expect there to be more. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Go ahead, John. No, you go, man. Go. I was going to say, I was going to bring up as you were talking. Yeah, I, I, when I played it recently, I noticed that crossplay was just brought into the game. This would have been before an announcement of a purchase like this. Sure. Uh, and I was thinking to myself at about the time uh, Psycho put it in our chat here on Twitch, uh, it would kind of be a waste of time to eliminate that. But I don't think it'd be hard to go. I, I pictured this this gate, right, with these. Uh, these locks taken off and, and in destiny, the locks open for PlayStation, for PC, for Xbox, right? Everything's flowing through, but I feel like they can make that gatekeeper just go, Hey, you see that green one right there? It says Xbox on it. Go ahead and shut that down. (laughs) Uh, and no, no more. I, and I don't think that's hard to do. Uh, so I think you're right on with that, Chris. And I'm not gonna lie. It didn't, it it was good to see him do something. And, and we're, I, I don't know if we're guilty of painting this as a, response to microsoft's purchase i don't know if it is or not i don't know if it was already planned yeah they said they've been they they said that they've been doing this has been in the works for like a year that they've been yeah so can you imagine and they go Mm -hmm. guys did you see the news today Mm -hmm. did microsoft just sign up up (laughs) (laughs) right You, you never know but uh i also couldn't help but like 
go, I guess this means it's not on the stadia anymore. Because <laughs> the stadium, and I know this is no offense to the franchise of Destiny. You guys know I love it. But stadia made you think it was the greatest game ever. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was coming to stadia. And you were going to get Destiny stuff. <laughs> well. <with> stadia. <laughs> I still wish that would have been great, you know, but whatever. Any well, more think- about this, Chris? Oh, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. I did it again. We have the same timing because we're both awesome. That's what it is. I'm sorry. I love you. Chemistry. Well, I think I think you're I think you're right, uh, Sean and, and Chris, that, you know, Sony responds, it, it, you know, is sort of hyperbolic. It, you know, Ooh. it's it's sort of. It's sort of, uh, you know, easy to assume that, you know, this was in the works for a while, but at the same time, you could say that, you know, Activision Blizzard was in the works for a while. Mm-hmm. Sony probably knew about it and said, Hey, did you hear this might be happening? We have to respond to this. I wouldn't <laughs> so be the, surprised so, if like, so, Acquis- <laughs> so Activision Blizzard, they started talking 10 months ago and then Sony in response started talking nine months ago. So in a sense, it could still be a response because mm-hmm. they knew something was coming. But at the same time, I think it's, I think it's, easy to assume that Bungie needed a publisher. Um, you know, they've been acting independently for, I guess, a couple of years. I think they were with Activision Blizzard. They I were think. they were partnered with Destiny. And right. Destiny was supposed to be well, there, but they eventually got to a point where they, I think they told but them. But Activision was the publisher of the, of Destiny. Right? Correct. Yeah, I think they were, yeah. they got to a point where it was like, look, one, two things is either going to happen. Either we're just going to move on and you can do right. whatever you want, or you can give us Destiny and, you know, we'll pay you X amount. Yeah, but but Chris, I mean, your thought about um, their next project mm-hmm. being, you know, leaving Xbox—that's that's a that's an idea I hadn't thought of. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see what will happen because you know, I, and I don't, I, I haven't seen the agreement. You know, who has? But it, I'm left with the impression that Bungie gets to decide. Yeah, it's weird. within re- within reason mm-hmm. what how it wants to sell its product. It's like this is what we believe is best for our product, and we want to sell it on Xbox platforms. But it's interesting. In 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 an addition, Bungie is the studio that is solely, and I mean that literally, solely responsible for giving Xbox a space in the video game space. For sure. What, what was the attachment rate of Xbox um, of uh, Halo Combat Evolved on the platform? It was like one third of all people owned. Halo Combat Evolved on the Xbox, mm-hmm. which, you know, people don't realize this, but they sold about the same amount of units as the GameCube. You know, yeah. we always look back on that generation and go, the GameCube really didn't do well. Um, but, you know, Xbox wasn't far ahead of it. I mean, it was ahead of it, but it wasn't that much ahead of it. Mm-hmm. And Halo is the only reason, literally, that 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 that, that, that console survived in its early years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just ironic that now PlayStation has access to that studio that did that basically gave Xbox a shot um, as the, as the third in the trifecta. So mm-hmm. it is interesting. Um, it's, it's, you know, Xbox goes after the publishers. Sony goes after the studios. Um, that seems to be kind of the MO so far. I'm hoping that this stuff starts to calm down real soon because I really think all this is a, is a race to the bottom. <laughs> I think that Sony, I, 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 I hope that Sony understands that if they simply focus on what they're known for, their first party titles, and you know, I, I would disagree with you, Chris. I think Naughty Dog is a first party studio. 
Um, I think if they, I think that they focus on their first party franchises the way Nintendo does, because I mean, I consider PlayStation to be almost in the same space as Nintendo when it comes to the, the variety and, and popularity of their franchises. If they, if they stick to that kind of mantra, that kind of mentality and focus on the quality of their product, um, they don't have to become an Xbox. Um, I, I just, I really just think it, it, it's, it would be heading down a bad place. But at the same time, you have to understand that when a big company does something like this, mm-hmm. other companies are forced to respond. It's almost like they don't economically have a choice to do so. I mean, but anyway, that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. They've <laughs> been responding for, I feel like the last couple of years, right? Like not so much as you said, they don't go out there and just buy a publisher. They haven't gone to that level yet, but it's been like this thing of pressure, like going, Hey, you know, (laughs) they've tried to dissuade certain people from smaller indie studios from going to say idea Xbox that was going on for a while. And, you know, to be exclusive with them, they've of course secured numerous major third party franchises to be, have their next iteration, you know, exclusive on their console, the biggest being uh, Final Fantasy 16 yeah. right now. You know, so they're they're taking their action. So I, I, you know, I don't know what that means because everything right now is kind of tied to like Project Spartacus and what is that going to be? And is it going to even be something that PlayStation gamers with what they want to do with it are going to say, I want to give you money for it? Um, Sean Sean Bungie's new new title is a VR title. We think. <laughs> I uh, I don't believe that <laughs> at well, all. You know, if you think about it, guys, what's what's the one thing in Sony's library that they're really missing and that they've always struggled to have in their in their rotating? Yeah, library. they never had a great FPS. They've never had a great FPS. Resistance was sort of what they kind of were trying to push, and then Killzone was something they were trying to mm-hmm. push, but they never really had that halo you know in their in you know or even you know to some degree even their gears in their in their library and maybe with the proprietary stuff that they have in-house with bungie maybe they can start using that as bungie sort of consulting with other studios to help them bring along this new genre that they're trying to tap into for sure so strategic strategically I, i thought i mean when i heard about it that's the first thing that came to my mind oh my god they have a shooter now yeah but it's not quite that simple, but maybe they can get there with it. Mm-hmm. Well, John, I know you said that you didn't hope that there wasn't more on the way in this kind of thing. Sorry, but uh, Jim <laughs> did Ryan, I, did I write that? I didn't uh, write that. Jim Ryan, uh, again, SIE president, CEO Jim Ryan uh, has indicated that we should expect more studio acquisitions in the future. "Quote: I've been on record talking about increasing the size." of the PlayStation community and expanding beyond our historic console heartland. This can take many forms. We are starting to go multi-platform. You've seen that we have an aggressive roadmap with live services and the opportunity to work with and particularly learn from the brilliant and talented people from Bungie. That is going to be considerably, uh, that is going to considerably accelerate the journey we find ourselves on. Um, yeah, I, I think the best summation of like what has gone on that I've seen, like just simplified down to a um, 
a byline of title of a, it was an opinion piece on IGN that kind of says like where we're probably going for the next couple of years uh, is it's not a console war anymore. It's a content war. It's a race to get the most things where only you can, you know, first and foremost, if, it, if we're talking about a console, it's going to be there. Right. And then having pipelines for people to experience them on the PC side uh, as people become, you know, cause I think developers, they want that. They want the PC side cause it gives them a heck of a lot more freedom to go push the limit. Right. And, and try new things. But yeah, I, I mean, I can see a world where, you know, even though Konami doesn't ever is never going to get bought by PlayStation, I could see a world where Sony goes and and says, "Here's three billion dollars for all of your game titles because you're not making anything with them." Um, I can see contracts like, you know, there's rumors of you mean pur- purchase the intellectual property, correct? Correct. Not- yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I could see. You know, we we've heard rumors that the next. Kojima game is supposedly going to be Xbox game pass and all that. But I could also see the other way around where Sony comes back at the last minute and goes like, Hey, you get to keep being an independent stuff. Just sign an exclusive contract to say that console wise, it's always going to be, you know, on, on Sony only. And there have been rumblings that like, for instance, square where they might, be willing to go for Final Fantasy, sure, Sony, because of that long history since you know Final Fantasy Seven. I could also see them going, "Hey, we don't really care about Crystal Dynamics that much. Let's just sell that to Xbox because they're really close to them, and go make ourselves two billion dollars in the process." Like there is a lot of this stuff, and it is going to. It, I think John, I don't know how much you got to hear about our talks about this during your uh, zombie COVID <laughs> watching and such. Um, but like, you know, it in a way, it, it definitely feels like the, the new game plan for a lot of studios is build a base big enough to get noticed by one of these, whether you're talking your 10 cents, your your Xboxes or your Playstations and then sell, sell in some way to them and get yourself stability so you can just work on what you want to work on, not have to go, you know go, hey, guys, got a new idea for you. Don't you want to fund it and hope that it's not a billion-dollar loss for you? You know. Well, look, I mean, I'm not the guy that's driving the ship of a multi-billion-dollar company, whether it be Sony or Xbox. That is obvious. I'm not capable of doing it. I don't have the, you know, the ability to do it. But when I think about, and I don't mean to harken back, just if if you guys would indulge me a second, I did not get to speak the past couple of weeks, but um, when I think about the acquisitions of Bethesda and, Acqu- and Activision Blizzard, I go, what did Xbox do? They realized that they, they've been struggling for years to really figure out the first party code. You know, if, if you think about it, I mean, what was the first thing that Xbox did? What, what was the first thing Microsoft did as a company what, um, to get into the video game space? They tried to buy Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nintendo flew them to Kyoto to laugh at them in a boardroom. You know, so Microsoft's MO has always been this. They don't develop, and this is not a criticism. I don't want I don't want it to be misunderstood. They don't 
I mean, even as the company Microsoft, they don't really develop the technology. They buy the technology. They, they absorb it into their, in, into their, into their zeitgeist, if you will. What, and, and so I, I, I hope that Sony has the temperament to say, okay, before we panic about what $70 billion bought, we have to understand what they bought and what they bought was intellectual property. They, they spent $70 billion to purchase what we already have and we have been developing as a company for 20 years. So they purchased what we've developed. And I just wish, I hope that, that Sony has the temperament. I don't think they will, okay? I'm, I, I am realistic at the same time of being hopeful because I could see them buying Capcom or Square Enix or something like that taking all these Japanese companies that they're famous for that you think of and identify with Sony properties like Final Fantasy and bring them home. And I could see them making that type, that type of move. But whenever, whenever Sony has bought something, you go, that makes sense. You know, they bought Insomniac. Insomniac, aside from a couple of things that they've done for, others, for, for Xbox here and there, you think of Insomniac and you think of all the things they've done for PlayStation. You think of Bluepoint and all the things they did for PlayStation. You think of, I mean, Bungie is a little random, but you know, Bungie, you know, Destiny did very has done very well on on the PlayStation platform. But everything they've done, in a sense, up until Bungie, has sort of made sense for Sony. You go, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. When Activision did, when 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 Xbox went Activision Blizzard, you go, <laughs> that's huge. Doesn't make sense for the Xbox, um ecosystem but you understand why they did it it would have made sense back in 2011 (laughs) sure because of call yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah i just i just i just hope that sony takes a step back and look they they're gonna make more acquisitions my gut tells me that it's going to be studios rather than publishers i don't really think that sony is going to be i think that shown i think sony's going to show some temperament when it comes to what they acquire. And I think they're just going to invite studios to come into their family. I think that still has some negative effects on the industry. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, but I think that, I think that Sony has the temperament to say, act, um, Xbox did what it did because they want what we have. They want to build what we have. Well, and that's, and that's completely fair. I mean, Xbox does things much better than Sony does in a lot of areas. But I'm just talking about where their strengths are, and Sony's strengths are the avail- the, the ability to for them to develop memorable cal- characters and stories in their IPs. I think so. The one thing I would I'll say hush. with that, and sorry, Sean, um, if you want to go, actually, but I had a counter here. Like <laughs> the one thing, I, what Xbox up until last or two weeks ago was doing, right? It felt like the difference between what they had been doing the last couple of years and what they did two weeks ago is kind of like what they were doing before them was kind of what PlayStation did in 2000, because it is easy to forget. Like a lot of those studios that Sony owns and did build up again over time, they used to be independent or, you know, double, you know, uh, second, a party, or yeah, second party studios, right? Like, you know, of course that's and, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Like you go but back, would, like, but I would, but I would argue that naughty dog did their finest work 
after their purchase. Correct. Sony. Yeah, that's so like, Sony yeah. has the ability. Sony has the ability to nurture these studios and make them into the the marquee studios that they are. Correct. And that's um, that's what it feels Dave, like. Let's bring it on Days Gone too. But whatever. yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> you know, Xbox is going like, oh well, if we go out there and we get Ninja Theory. We can give Ninja Theory the budget and the resources it never had to make a a Hellblade game, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have to go work nine years to be able to to make doing other people's work to make the one game they want. But Sean, how do you feel about more announcements on the way? This this race to the bottom, as you yeah, if you will. I think that's a good that's a good coin for it, John. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm in the same I'm in the same boat I've been, you know. I'm sitting here and I'm just rowing along and I'm going, God, can we just not? But I look at it and I'm looking ahead and I go, yeah, we're go- we're going to. Uh, I still stand firm in the fact that I think the boxes that, that we own are not going to go away, but they're they they're going to be discless and they're going to be. Uh, it's going to be more of buy our stuff from this digital store because this is where you can buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, this everything has been so successful on not just a video game standpoint, but, you know, Netflix has these things and now Netflix does this. Uh, Apple's promoting their TV things that they have and you can only watch it here. It's this whole a la carte thing that our entire entertainment like forum has shifted to and it's obviously been very successful and people make a lot of money on it and things have more viewers than they've ever had in certain things. I think it's it's made its way to our video game world. And I think before we know it, we're going to blink and we're going to have to pick who we want to subscribe to to play the games we want to subscribe to and for. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all going to start now uh, at, at this dawn for, you know, the acquisitions of these big companies because they can do PR speak all they want to, but they're going to talk in code. And we've already talked about how Phil did last week. And what he's done after he bought Bethesda and how he was like, we, we intend to keep it multi-platform, but it's not coming to PlayStation ever, anything. Uh, and and that's what they're going to do now, you know, when they buy Bungie. But I do, I think it's going to be a case-by-case thing, but I think the big boys are going to keep buying stuff. Uh, and I still don't know if that's good for me. Yeah. Uh, we've been We've been doing just fine with everybody having their own lane. And then now suddenly, and but there've been mergers before, and things have happened, and life goes on, and we'll we'll adapt as long oh as my, I get, oh my god, Nintendo owns Angry Birds. What? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I think like the Geico commercial version, or what? What if Nintendo bought EA? He's like, now you have to put stuff on our platform. <laughs> now <laughs> that'd be weird. FIFA is only here. <laughs> Dead Space is exclusive to Nintendo Switch. I think, like Sean, to your point going in way down the line i don't know when it's going to happen and i don't know which one will get to it confident enough where they feel like they can do it either sony will come out jim ryan will come out or whoever is at the time will come out one day and talk about how every sony tv will come with playstation cloud that will be able to play every one of their Spartacus titles there. Or Phil Spencer will come out one day and go, we're partnering with Samsung, Vizio, Roku to put the Xbox Game Pass Cloud, Project no, X no. Cloud on Chris, you know, here. No, no. It's like, it's like Sony puts it on TV 
And Phil Spencer goes, oh, yeah, well, here's a chip for your brain. <laughs> it will be like it's coming some point in to your point. Like, to your point, Sean, I think you might be right in the sense that, yeah, the boxes probably won't be going away. But like just knowing that there's a, a cloud console, <laughs> like a cloud console out there that um, for your kids, like Tinley wants to go play Roblox. There it is. Wants to go Dude. play Minecraft. There it is. And you don't have to worry about it. And you don't have to go buy them a $250 uh, Series S or, you know, uh, the bare minimum right now, $400 for, you know, a digital PS5. It's just like, Ooh, no, here I, it is. I think what it's going to be more like, and, and again, when they tried to force feed it down our throat, mm. no, we don't want to just download games. Don't do that to us. But when it's an option. But when now all of a sudden you can buy the Xbox Series S, mm-hmm. download games from Game Pass, you, you don't have to stream them. You have them to play. Correct. Right. Uh, PlayStation's discless, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I'm going to refer to a bit that I watched today. I can't help but do it. I promoted it on Discord. I'm not going to say it here, but the comedian said the way a particular country, if they would have done a thing this way, it wouldn't have worked. Hmm. And he said, but they do it this way. I'll give the example. I won't name the country. I won't do anything. But he goes, if someone had told you straight up, they want to have your face for facial recognition. We need your face. Show us your face. Everybody go, no, I don't want you to no. But they put it on an app and they and every, go, everybody what you, it up. Here's what you look like old. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, I can't wait to show you my face. Yep. Company. Mm-hmm. I say that to say companies are very smart in their approach. <laughs> They understand how to handle negative feedback, but they have ultimate goals they're going to get to. Mm. And I hate to say it, (laughs) while we are the greatest podcast in the world, we are still gamers that don't have much power when it comes to that. And we're going to have to just adapt to whatever happens. I thought Wordle Wordle was the latest thing of that. (laughs) I thought people were putting some sort of weird code on on Facebook or whatever to say, hey, I like... uh, I like uh, winter, and I like uh, <laughs> I don't I didn't know what it was because I, I still don't know what it is. But right. uh, um, John, so Wordle is this: you start off with a blank slate, and it gives you instructions. Every word, every day is a five-letter word. Is it Scrabble or something? You, no, you, it's blank. Five blank lines, six blank lines. You we guess all a word. Everyone has the exact same word. It's Every, everybody like, on the world yeah. that day has the same word. So it's once so a you, day. Once Correct. a day, you put in your word. All right. If you got a green letter, it means it's the right letter in the right spot. If you get a yellow letter, that means the letter's in the word, but it's not in the right spot. And of course, if it's not one of those colors, that letter's not in the game at all. Yeah. So Clarissa, now you, have, now you Clarissa, have six opportunities to get it right. Clarissa compared it to a board game, but I can't remember what she what she said. Hmm. But uh, does uh, does Tenley play Roblox? Yes. So she, we should get Tinley on the show and my niece, my niece Laura to cover on the show. The show to and we just cover, oh. just get them, just get them to cover Ooh. Roblox that and just talk awesome. about it. Mike I mean, said, uh, most Mike downloaded said, episode ever, ever. John. Mike said it was Boggle. Yeah. Is, is it Boggle? Say, Chris? Yeah. That is a good way to compare it. I bet it, I would not be surprised. Is that the game she said, John? Boggle? I don't, think, I don't think so, but could be, could be. Hmm. I don't think she did, or you'd remember because you remember everything she said. What was the game? You love her. Boggle. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And it wasn't Scrabble. Mm -mm. Oh, well. But, anyways, 
But that's the state of play, guys. That's the state of play. Speaking, Speaking of, of state, state of play. Yeah, apparently Chris is ready to move on from Boggle Talk, wasn't he? <laughs> PlayStation. PlayStation has announced that it will broadcast a Gran Turismo 7 state of play on February 2nd. If you're watching this Twitch stream, that's tomorrow. But if you're right listening now. to the podcast, that could be happening right now. So listen to the rest of the show and then catch it on YouTube. The event will air on Twitch and YouTube starting at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. in the UK, which I think is the following day. The broadcast will show 30 minutes of new PS5 footage and gameplay details. I think this is exclusive to PS5, not on PS4. I could be wrong. It will cover modes and features in the upcoming game. The game is still slated for release for (laughs) PS5 and PS4 on March 4th, 2022. Guys, will we... Will we be covering that game? I'm not particularly interested in it. I don't know about you guys. I haven't played a Grand Turismo Unless, since like the third look, one. Listen, your boy Acid, he likes to donate. He's a he's a very nice gentleman. Unless I get a tap natch wheel and pedals, I'm not playing that game. And I'm not saying that you want Acid to, to, no, no, to buy no, you Grand Turismo? It, it, no, not no. I'm saying from a donation. Apparently he's standpoint, buying people games now. Right. But if, if we're donating things, um, I need somebody, whether it's the wife that hears me in the other room or somebody. I need I'm, if I'm playing Gran Turismo, it's gotta be legit. You but know? you have DJ money. I well, I, I do. I've been so, spending a lot of it lately. <laughs> yeah. uh, but and so I gotta guys, get some gigs back up. Turns remind out remind me, cold. is is this one the more um comparable to yeah, Forza, Forza, yeah, the, the mainline Forza. It's yes. like it's it's the literal simu- simulator. Mm-hmm. Correct. And this one's this one's like this. Is it stock cars? Is that what they call it? It's a different type of it's, race. It's mainly formula. Uh, formula. Okay. I mean, but th- they're similar. They're very similar to Forza in the sense that it's a lot of high speed, like you know, cars that Jeffrey Bezos could buy, but we will never be able to buy. <laughs> Did you just call him Jeffrey? You called him Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> anyway. Well, Man. apparently chat thinks <laughs> that a wheel and pedal will not help my driving skill that I lack. Uh, <laughs> so thanks a lot. I have, thanks for believing in me. You guys <laughs> are the best. Uh, let me tell you about some free games for February, both on PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, PlayStation Plus, you get Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Ooh. Not to be confused with the upcoming Tiny Tina game coming out in... Right. Yeah, this was the DLC. <laughs> Just as wordy, but not 3. the same game. Uh, you get EA Sports UFC 4. Mm, I've played and that. And you also get Planet Coaster. I also played that. that. You might pick up what? Planet Coaster. Yeah. That's fun. What is what is Planet Coaster? It's like a roller coaster tycoon. Oh, okay. oh, oh, yeah. You saw, John kept throwing Star Wars references in the review this week for me. I know he did because he knows he knows. And then secondly, you know how to get me when you say things like roller coaster tycoon, and you're a bastard for that. Over on Xbox, uh, if you have games with gold, you get Broken Sword Five: The Serpent's Curse. Isn't that the name of your Richard? In 1998. For about two months, yes. Uh, Aerial Knights Never Yield. That's the name of my Richard and what it does. <laughs> Hydrophobia. Does that mean you're scared of water? Yes. yes. And finally, Band of Bugs. That's the name of my Richard. Because <laughs> of all the 
crabs. <laughs> Whoa! I'm going to keep talking about Mon- Monster Hunter. Uh, according to a recent reports, Xbox is working on a, a Monster Hunter-like exclusive. Its code name, guys, is Project Suerte. <laughs> Did I say that right? Yeah, yes. let's go with that. Suerte. Suerte. Yeah. The game Unless- is being... De- huh? Unless I spelled it wrong, <laughs> I might have. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it's it is fact now. It's uh, the fact. game. <laughs> Xbox the game, has to change it now because yeah, we like, said it. They said it. The game is being developed by Halo Infinite co-developer Certain Affinity. The game has apparently been in development since 2020. That's not that far ago, and is planned to release in 2023 or 2024. After deciding the Monster Hunter series would be too expensive to put on Game Pass. Microsoft began courting developers for a similar project. Certain Affinity has worked as a support studio in the past for both Halo and Call of Duty. Yeah, Capcom knows where the money is. Yeah. You know, you know, Acid Acid is uh, practically a guest host on this episode, but he is uh, he was talking about this on Discord, and he said it's um, you know while Dauntless might be relatively popular Hmm. he says it's been very difficult it's it's very difficult to emulate exactly what monster hunter does yeah yeah i played dauntless and it gave me uh gave you the vibes but it just really didn't it really wasn't it wasn't the same right it didn't it it hit different hopefully when it comes out they call it scale bound that would be nice right man (laughs) i was really i was really down on that game but i i I wish i wasn't (laughs) because That game, I, I, I now, I was sad when that happened. Yeah. That, that's nice. Well, uh, hey, Sean. I, it's your go, buddy. You do the thing. I was going to say, Sean, maybe that new game in 2023 or 2024 will lead Xbox to a record holiday. Speaking of record holidays for Xbox. Microsoft enjoyed a record holiday sales quarter thanks to game sales and having more Xbox consoles available to consumers from a recent tweet quote with over 20 million spartans joining us so far we're thrilled to announce that halo infinite is the biggest launch in the halo franchise history thank you everyone for joining us on this next step in this great journey microsoft's quarterly earnings brought the company's gaming revenue to 5.44 billion which is a new record for quarterly sales for the company just imagine what that will be when they have Activision. <laughs> it's crazy that you break sales numbers when you have things for people to buy, right? I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sony does have a lot coming out here in the next 30 days. I, I know. And they're going to probably all, I'm, I'm talking about all of them. I'm yeah. still, I'm a little salty over all of a sudden at certain parts of the year, they were like, you can release the Kraken, which meant like all the consoles that were in storage bays, they could sell them. <laughs> You know, I just, it's what, dude, like every COVID's affecting milk at this point, dude. Like, that's true. I'm like, can I, I just want some bread and milk. And COVID's like, nah, bro, go play your Xbox. <laughs> nah, <laughs> COVID's like, nah, bro. You know, there was a time when I would be happy for Xbox, but mm. I know, right? It's because weird. One, because once upon a time, you know, Phil Spencer came along and he was this benevolent, benevolent father of gaming and, you know, he was like, "We want the best for you. We just want he still to does, but we now just he's want extra you to rich. We just want you to play everywhere you want to. But the gamers now, decide where to play, but right? Now, but now he ain't like that. 
He, ain't he wants like you to play anymore. everywhere that has Game Pass that you want. I just to. really want to play uh, <laughs> name of franchise that he just bought on my PlayStation Five. Feel Crash Bandicoot. Nah, nah bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Phil, uh, we got to finish this fight, guys. Because a new trailer has dropped for the upcoming Halo TV series. Uh, The show will be premiering on March 24th, 2022 on the Paramount Plus Network. Uh, The trailer gives us a glimpse into the new Halo universe as we get a look at Master Chief and Cortana. As well as a look at the creature designs for the Covenant to include elites, brutes, and jackals. The show will operate independently from the video game series. I can't remember. They gave it like a technical term of like what they're calling this timeline because I think they don't want to be anyone who's like, if you're a hardcore Halo person, there has been, it's kind of like old Star Wars lore. There has been a ton of novelization of like things that have happened between games and events and all that. And like, they're like, no, no, no. no, we don't want any of that. Chris, it's covering. There's the there's the book timeline. There's the video game timeline. Then there's the <laughs> advertising commercial timeline. This one's following the advertising and the commercials. But um, was it? They did mention no? they, they Nothing? found Nothing? a halo. No, dude, they found the halo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they didn't the show it. They didn't show the halo. I don't you know. mean they found it though? Yeah. But, oh, in um, the book of Boba Fett. No, that uh, was just they showed Mandalorian. Yeah. In the Spoilers. Boba Fett show. Spoilers. Yeah. I don't care. I'm pissed. <laughs> right. Um, but uh was it Pablo San uh what's his name? Pablo Schreiber is playing Master Chief and it's a little weird at first to hear him. But I then think he uh, just made that name up. <laughs> Pablo Schreiber. It it's uh it's what's his face? It's Lieb Schreiber, <laughs> his brother. You've seen him before. Pablo Schreiber. Seriously, go look it up. <laughs> Josh Drunk and Pablo Shiver is the tickle box. Yes. That's, that's the tickle monster right now. But then it um, is uh more, Chris, it was more than weird. Like they couldn't even get it kind of close to Master Chief's voice. Well, I mean, they're not gonna use who's the guy. No, not use the yeah. guy, but somebody Steve, can kind of I mean, sound like the guy. I mean Steve Downs is yeah. 70 something. I don't know how old that guy somebody is. Somebody yeah. I mean can sound like the guy. Look, they're I think they're doing what they can where they're like, hey Pablo, do the Mandalorian. That's basically what it seems like the direction was. But I mean, the I will say this, the ships, the elites, especially I was like when the elite took out the sword, I was like, yeah, it looks yeah, like that, Halo. That was on point. That was on point. For show. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to seeing. I don't really know how well Paramount Plus has done because it sort of leaned into their Star Trek franchises and everything as sort of what carries their. um Mm-hmm. their streaming service so i you know i'd love to see what the yellowstone spreadsheet... yeah well yeah i mean yeah but south park I think okay, that's okay. It. yeah fine yeah that's the that's like the new game of thrones apparently is yellowstone yeah, yeah. Um, you watched which, it by the way just quick it's, sidebar. It's, it's pretty good i mean it's kevin costner i love kevin costner you do old man chat um <laughs> but um I, i'm curious to see what the what percentage increase of subscriptions it will go to when halo drops because you know a bunch of gamers are going to be like yeah i gotta check that out so uh, whether it be 10 percent, 20 percent, i'd be interested to it was funny uh during the broadcast it was during the playoff game and tony romo was like him and jim nance were covering the game and tony romo was like is, uh, is this from that video game jim <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. John's yeah. favorite Kevin Costner movies, by the way, are For Love of the Game and Wide Earp. Those are his favorite two. I've got it. Uh, it's a fact. You better like Tin Cup. Tin Cup is absolutely his best movie. It exactly. really is. Exactly. I heard that or Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Probably top notch. Those too. those two are on their own level. <laughs> Alrighty. They were they were they were ahead of their time. Like from the future. Exactly. Speaking of the future, Call of Duty <laughs> future. Let's talk about it. According to a new report, the next few annual Call of Duties games are still set to be <laughs> are still set to be released on PlayStation. According to Jason Schreier, this includes Call of Duty 2022, Call of Duty 2023, and Warzone 2 also planned for 2023. After this, the future of the game on other platforms becomes less clear. This will also include determining whether the series will remain on its annual release schedule. schedule. And and I believe that everybody is leaning towards um I, I, I mean I think it's a smart move to make this every two years. Um I don't know, maybe every two years update Warzone, every two years update Call of Duty, the um mainline game. And I honestly think this is not going to stay on PlayStation after all their agreements are settled. This I don't is, either. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't spend $70 billion to, <laughs> to just share, to not take over the freaking planet. <laughs> Even though sharing is caring, first off. Second of all, you get more money when more people get access to it. Uh, but also you go, we could get more money if they just bought our stuff. Yep. And speaking of that, I captured this a while back and I wanted to share this with you. Mm. It's interesting. Uh, let me just find it. 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 Uh-huh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Hello. on. Ain't no stopping me. Ain't copywritten, so don't copy me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what happened? What the? F- what happened? Yo. I don't know. Yeah. John While just quoted looking. Missy Elliott. He did. He did. That like, let's just make sure we understand what just happened. Shocking, isn't it? it that I do that sometimes. I, I yeah. Next time we're in a car together, which maybe never, uh, <laughs> we're gonna play that song, and you're gonna rap it for me. <laughs> I think you got to the extent of what you could do from that song. <laughs> That's I know. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. Get your freak on, John. Exactly. Mm-hmm. While John's yeah. searching for that, yeah. Either I guess because what they're probably gonna go just Infinity Ward and Treyarch if they keep if they don't go to a games of service type thing. Right. So then if that's the case, if you did every other year for one of them, that gives each of those teams four years to make a Call of Duty game. That's pretty good. I'm telling you, I don't know how it's going to work. I just know that that meant everything we thought Mm -hmm. we're going to see everywhere forever. Uh, We're not anymore. No. So if you want to play, I think if (laughs) this is going to be dumb, but like, you know, if you like Blizzard games on your PlayStation, enjoy them because they're never going to be there again. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> oh my goodness, Johnny, you're almost there because you got to read about the FTC as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's probably well, fine. Yeah, I don't. I was going to read um, a Once Upon a Time tweet by Phil Spencer. I, I apparently I thought I saved it, but I guess I don't have it. Um, where he was just basically talking about how he believed. I mean, his core belief system, he was sort of, this was a couple of years ago when he first kind of took over Xbox. Mm. What he, and he was telling you what his core belief was. And his core belief as a company and as the CEO or the head of Xbox was, we believe 
that gaming should be available. Someone could should be able to play this game any and all places that they want to. Yeah. He has sort of morphed away, not sort of, he has completely morphed away from that strategy. And the only, I mean, the reason we, and the reason it's easy to assume that this is going, <laughs> that this is going to, and I'm not bashing the guy. This no, is, he's not. Uh, sounds it, like it, he's, he's bashing him. He's making money for his shareholders. Why yeah. wouldn't he do this? All right. Yeah. But, you know, he, he is, he is basically, you have to understand that Xbox's act, uh, acquisition of Activision Blizzard was, I believe, that they think that Game Pass, as it stood, had sort of reached its top level of subscribers. This is this is about as high as we're going to get it. How do we grow it? How do we there's grow a, it? There's a pill for that. I mean, before you had this deal, you were already up to 25 million, which was pretty big growth from where you were in April, which was like at 17 million. So, I mean, I think um, I think that was only we, going higher. <laughs> no, no, no. What you need to understand is you're right. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But I think Phil Spencer understood and his company understood that that had a plateau. Mm. Well, and how do we make sure that that plateau is not the plateau and it continues to grow? Yeah. We got to give it Call of Duty. We got to. I mean, WoW is no yeah. longer going to be an Activision Blizzard account. It's going to be Game Pass. You know it, and I know it. Yeah, we said last. You want to play WoW? You got to do it through Games Pass PC. That's how you access it. That's your subscription is transferring from Activision, the Blizzard, whatever you pay a month, and it's just going to your Game Pass. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'll, I mean, I'll say this: he, <clears throat> in to his defense, I will say, when he said those things, I think he means like, hey, I want games as much as they can be to wherever they can be. He was putting out exclusives at that time, you know, and companies have always had exclusives, but. <laughs> I, who knows where this is? Cause like I said, if we're in that world where in a e- world. Xbox cloud is on like every TV and Roku device, then you could be like, yeah, I put this everywhere for you. You know, that would probably be his argument back, but I don't know. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe he's going to keep call of duty everywhere. He very well might be conscientious that that's a little bit different than say Diablo four or overwatch two. Because well, let's we'll, we'll just do. well yeah, Sean. I, I was gonna say all this could be for not mm. all well, of our speculations, depends. right? Yeah, all of our speculations, you know. Uh, let's see. We'll have to see what the FTC says. Mm. Let's jump into it. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission, otherwise known as the FTC, will be reviewing Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This comes following a more aggressive stance from the government agency on big tech mergers. The role of the department in this case is to determine whether the deal could harm consumers, rivals, and partners. On the same day the deal was officially announced, the Justice Department and FTC announced plans to rewrite merger guidelines, warning that U.S. industries had become increasingly concentrated. They further indicated that this could lead to price hikes and lower wages. I don't know anything about that. Maybe, maybe not. I think that... uh, the FTC will review this and allow the Activision Blizzard thing to go through. I think they don't have a choice. <laughs> sure, they do. Absolutely, they do. They absolutely do. They can stop it if they want to. I think they should. I um, think- but I appear. But here's what's going to happen. Xbox better be happy with the last merger of this size or last 
acquisition of this size being Activision Blizzard, because I really don't think the FTC is going to allow them to do anything else like this. EA, out of the question. Mm. 2K or Take-Two, out of the question. I don't think the FTC is going to allow Microsoft to do anything of this size ever again, much less any other company do anything like this. The Amazons this is, of the world? I honestly think that this is the last acquisition like this you're going to see because I think the FTC, I think this woke people up. This acquisition woke people up and they're like, this is not where we want our games industry to be, or this is not where we want the tech industry to be. This is not what we want out of I agree. Our, our industry because this... I can't really articulate to you how it's going to happen, but it's almost rep- reminiscent of the video game collapse back in the early 1980s. I mean, when you get when you have this race to the bottom, and I know I use that, that phrase a lot on this show, when you have everybody just going, I'll take this and I'll take this, I'll take this, I'll take, t- like, take this, take this. When you own everything, your quality goes down. Yes. Because you don't, you don't have to care about quality anymore because they have to buy it from you why should you care about whether it's the best product it can be? Because yes. comp- competition on an equal I've playing field it, John. makes everything better. Yes. And this and this Xbox, this, I mean, this is the fundamental truth of it. It's not that I'm I'm not preaching that Phil Spencer is some evil guy. They did what they did because they could. And that's what businesses are supposed to do. They work within the realms of the law. And they have in this case. But what they're doing has consequences. And I believe that if they start doing this and everybody follows suit, the quality of the products that we hold dear are going to fall because nobody's really competing with each other for the best product. Yeah. They're competing with each other for the best, for the best IPs. And Mm. I just, I really think this is a race to the bottom. I think this is going to lower quality in the long run. I don't know about wages. I don't know. I don't know. Chris, I know you got a lot to say, but before I completely pass out from pain, they work within the realm of the law, but sometimes operation within that realm, like you said, it, it makes the law itself change. And we could definitely see that. I agree with you. And it's almost like you listened to me for the last two weeks or three weeks. I'm saying everything you're saying. No, I just, I'm like, put, I'm like I just this is, my... you didn't hear the show at all. I was saying the same thing. Like, this is not good. Mm. Like, it's just not. But because I think competition in a tech world, on a sports team, where in a, in a fast food restaurant world, it breeds better for the consumer. Well, I don't all. mean to I don't mean to relitigate what you guys have already talked about, but I think it I think it's good in the short term. I think it solves a lot of problems in the short term. Nobody cares now about what's going on with Activision Blizzard. Have you heard a new story no, about Activision yeah, Blizzard? No. No, nobody cares. Cuz they're like, "Oh, isn't Microsoft. that interesting? Isn't that interesting yeah. that nobody no, nobody no longer cares about the victims in Activision Blizzard? Nobody cares." But what's interesting is mm. what Phil Spencer and Xbox did is they made everybody feel good about going back to WoW by rewarding the people who did it $20 billion above its market value. So, so everybody feels better about going back to Activision Blizzard and all those beloved properties. But what happened, honestly, is Xbox, and I'd never want to hear any virtue signaling from Xbox ever again. Nothing but love for them, but I don't want to hear it anymore. What they did was they they rewarded the people who perpetuated allegedly the toxicity at Activision Blizzard. These people are rolling in dough now, and they were responsible for the culture they created at Activision Blizzard, and they're filthy rich. Yeah, and and even with uh, we mentioned like with Bobby Kotick leaving, 
he's going to get paid before he leaves. And all of yeah. his homies are going to get paid before that, he leaves. But Chris, people are in chat are seeing your head bobbing. You got to chime in, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I would say as far as Bobby Kotick leaving, I don't care when he left. He was always leaving with a golden parachute. That's just yeah. how that works. I mean, I remember when What's-His-Face got kicked out of Fox News. He left with like, you know, a ton of money in the process. Yeah. But Chris, uh, you, you know. have to remember that what, what Chris, what, what, what Bobby Kotick is leaving with is not technically what you would call a golden parachute. A golden parachute refers to something embedded into someone's contract that mm-hmm. if they sever ties with the company, they get this amount of money. Correct. But Kotick sold his company. Kotick sold his company. That's not Correct. a golden parachute. Uh, that's, fine. I mean, they bought this company $20 billion above its market value, mm-hmm. ironically, as Sony lost $20 billion of its market value. It's, it's just, it's like, thank you for all the, all the, all the things that you perpetuated allegedly onto this culture. Here's 20 billion extra dollars for you to go enjoy and live the rest of your life. I mean, think about that. I don't think people really put that in perspective. You yeah, we, basically we rewarded, did. you rewarded yeah. that toxicity. And you made these people filthy rich. Mm-hmm. That's crony capitalism. That's what I hate. That's cronyism. Yeah. I mean, that's the, just, it's just the it's best just you can hope. Disgusting. I mean, the best you can hope I'll is shut that, up. <laughs> you need to you when, know? <laughs> let Chris talk, man. The best you can hope is that when Microsoft takes over is that policies that they have in play as a corporation, you know, which may be more well-developed help to resolve certain issues. And, that's not to say that Microsoft is like, you know, any major entity that has thousands of employees is perfect, right? Because that's just not realistic. But what you hope is that it's better than what you had. But as far yeah, as I everything... Understand. Yeah, it, you're right. You're right. As far as everything else, I mean, I, I'm not really worried about this going through just because if you're Microsoft, you just have so much you can point to in comparison within entertainment in recent years, like the last 10 years to be like, how the heck is that? Okay. But this isn't okay. Right. We're about to become the third biggest publisher. When we have this done, we won't even be the biggest. That's our competitor who is still the biggest out there. And you know, (laughs) that's after this merger, we have Disney that owns way more of the market as far as when we're talking about the film and television industry and both yep. of their acquisitions were apparently okay. So I don't really worry about that as far as, you know, the race to the bottom part. I don't know. I feel I'm not saying that anything's perfect. And yeah, there is a thing like where I, I said this before, like I've been very trying to be neutral about this because I don't know what this means for the short term. You know, it's a, it's a war right now. And well, I tell my term for the short term, you know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Long sure. term. Correct. Just, that's the, I, I tell myself this. I don't know who's going to be running Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, whoever in 10, 15 years. I don't know what their policies are going to be, what their goals are going to be. Right. Um, I mean, just to give the best instance within Xbox history, I watched uh, Peter Moore lead 360 and do something great and take risk. Then I watched Don Matrick come in and ruin it just as quickly as he built it up. And I've watched Pete or uh, what you call it. Uh, Phil come in and try to bring it back from nothing for the last six, seven years. I don't know how long he's going to be there, but yeah, you'd be foolish to think that things can't change. On the other hand, 
I don't necessarily think that just because this happens that automatically we're racing to a point where things are going to get terrible. I mean, there are already terrible markets within even console and PC gaming right now, as far as quality, you know, you go to the Nintendo store as far as like all the smaller stuff that's just put on the Nintendo shop there consistently, they've had problems with, you know, I guess what they would call not malware, but you know, basically just things that are just trying to make money. Steam has that problem too. Xbox. It's not so predominantly feature because they kind of hide idea Xbox um, and PlayStation, you know, they have it as well, but again, like they kind of do a good job of making sure the biggest things rise to the top and all that. The, the sad part is that there are just a lot of decent small things that get lost in all of these markets. Right. But I don't know. I, on the other hand, I look at what's going on with Netflix, with Hulu, Disney and all that. And I don't see at this point a race, you know, you could, I think that feels the most comparable system that I can look at and go, where is this all heading? The question in my eyes is, will there be someone who steps up to challenge Microsoft? Because you could argue Netflix. Yeah. Wasn't it wasn't a case where they were racing to the bottom and, you know, it was just about, well, we have office, the office we have, you know, this and this. And it wasn't until someone said we need to start making our own programs and started telling companies that wanted tons of royalties for their properties to go, you know, get out of here. We don't care about you anymore. And then Hulu coming along prime getting into it. And really now Disney plus coming into it where you start to see this thing shift. And Netflix isn't just concerned about making every show they can as much, not to say they still don't do it at the moment, but they're becoming more conscientious. Prime seems to be very focused on, you know, spending big for big things that are pushing forward. And, you know, but, but they haven't really built their infrastructure effectively yet. Hmm. I mean, the only the only company that I think get, that can respond hmm. on Microsoft's level right now, hmm. and I don't mean I don't mean to compare Microsoft and this other company as far as what they're as far as their impact, what I'm saying is that Xbox always has the financial wherewithal to do what it wants to do, but they also have the ecosystem that's been in place for 20 years. The only company that I can see that can respond Mm. and I hope, and I hope they don't, I stress that I hope they don't is Tencent. Mm. That's that to me, that's the only company in the world I Hopefully, don't. I hope. I hope to God they don't respond. I don't to think, Microsoft. That's not their mo. <laughs> I mean, like they're uh, oh, they're kind of more they, just like your traditional conglomerate, right? Where they're they don't even want to be the front of their company. They just want to buy properties and profit off of them. That's what they do. Like when you see Don't Nod release a game, or for instance, League of Legends and all that, you're not seeing a you but, know a ten cent game. You're well, just seeing. I mean, you're talking about distinctions. Yeah. I mean. But but to me, that's those are distinctions without differences. I I, I just I see Tencent as the as the I would I would hope that Sony and I mean let's think about what's left. I mean what is really left? Mm. Um, what as as far as Activision Blizzard goes? There's EA, there's Take Two, there's yeah. Ubisoft, correct, and then a and then a couple of 
like smaller. Uh, well, I t- I thought Take Two was part yeah, of this too. There's Epic as well. Epic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. which Tencent owns part of? <laughs> but you know, I, I embrace it. But there's not. There's really not a lot out there left if you really if you really make a list in your head i mean we're we are we are we are quickly approaching hmm. the the reality that it's just that it's almost like that microsoft just woke everybody up it's like when i heard about it that morning i would not have been more surprised had my head been sewn to the carpet when i woke up in the morning (laughs) that's how surprised yeah and how shocking he was surprised yeah. That's how shocking this was. Yeah, and I was, was like, "Good God!" Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, <laughs> I think some somebody's breaking into my house. Oh my God! Activision Blizzard's been bought. <laughs> didn't mean, we say when they bought uh, your boys, uh, Bethesda? Then they mentioned they weren't quite done, and we thought, "Well, what are they going to buy next?" Uh, you know, I think we maybe said EA or Ubisoft. We weren't thinking big enough. <laughs> True, yeah. um, but anyway, again, getting back to it, just. I think someone will rise up just because there's too much money and it's, it's really, it's really hard to maybe picture today that Amazon bird that take two and sell. But I look at Amazon and Google, especially those would be the biggest two and even Facebook out there with its metaverse and what they've done with the Oculus and where they're going in game, bring everything to VR. I'm in, I'm teamed by everything. They have trillions of dollars (laughs) to spend. And you know what? Acquiring, Take two for $89 billion. And now all of a sudden, oh, yeah, guess what? Who owns GTA going forward? Well, you know? How would you feel, though? I mean, what would Chris's reaction be hmm. to to um, to Microsoft saying managing to get one more, whether it be EA or take two? I don't what know. Would you feel what, what, what you don't know at this point. How you I don't know, like, because like what, I, I, mean, I, I guess what I'm saying, I'm not I'm not trying to. Yeah, put the. I, I'm just saying, what level of acquisition would make Chris uncomfortable? What, where's the point? Well, the that thing you would say uncomfortable. I talked about it last week. The thing that's made me uncomfortable is that yeah, you have to get. We're getting to this point, and we've been talking about it that the industry as is, as it's set up, is mm-hmm. not good for game developers. Like right. anyone that's been crying about companies <laughs> selling to Tencent, I mean, like you go tell Turtle Rock that they have to make a game and it has to make profit or else they're going to have to fire all their employees and shutter their right. doors not to go take, mm-hmm. you know, a billion dollars from Tencent. I would too, if that was my one option on the table. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of like this here. And I, I said this last week, I'm worried about Ubisoft because, you know, sure, maybe extraction turns it around, but the one I'm really looking at right now that I worry the most about, is uh is of course the Assassin's Creed going to games as service here that we know is coming not this year but I think next year is projected and you go wow what if people don't buy into that and it doesn't take off the way they're hoping and the next thing you know they're all of a sudden getting hit up real hard and they have to again think about either someone coming in trying to buy the mountain shares where they're no longer the majority owner or they have to go well, really what we want to do is just make great, amazing games. Why not call Phil Spencer and see if they'll buy us for $40 billion, right? Why wouldn't you do that if it gives them the stability to do what they want? He's That's like, I'll give you $15 billion. Yeah. Because like <laughs> you're, it, selling, you're selling right. your soul, man. You're selling. I know, but like you, you've said a lot of times, Chris, these yeah. independent guys and girls and 
it's, folks that build these games. Their ultimate goal is financial stability. Jade Raymond. Like, what, uh, you, what oh you God. Sp- switch the topic, switch, switch it. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what are you supposed to do when you say you can't raise the price on things? You can't do microtransactions. You can't, you know, they want a game that isn't just 20 hours. It's got to be 100 hours and cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make. This is the pressure you're putting on all these big companies. And you're so surprised when all of a sudden they go to a really big company and ask to be bought because they just can't take the strain and risk anymore uh, from, you know, development side. So, you know, yeah, something's got to change. hour games, by the way. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just saying, I just you want just a good game that's a little bit of time and memorable. You just don't get it, Sean. I, I don't, I don't get it, but I, I before you, this is a good pivot. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean, can you we do, talked about can, Sony's acquisition? Sean. We've talked about Microsoft and the FTC, and we are not done yet. But Chris, I know what you got. I know this is supposed to be. Can you please read this? Cause, and I'll take the next one. I like, I, I don't care about it, but you know, like God, that. I don't. I don't want to read this one. I want to read the final one. I'll read it. He's got. He's got to go. Okay. What's do he you, doing? What's I'll he read doing? it. I, do you care I if I read it? it? You do can you, read it. I'm happy to, but you can read it. Oh, read it, buddy. Gamer. <laughs> <laughs> one job to read it and fail. COVID uh, residual effects. Gamers don't get it. Ubisoft or Ubisoft. Ubisoft's efforts into the NFT space has been rough, but execs point to the fact that gamers just don't get it. That's a paraphrase. It's not exactly. We we get it. We just don't effing want it. Ubisoft Strategic Innovations Lab Vice President Nicholas Puerd said that gamers don't get under uh, don't yet understand the benefits of NFTs. Quote, I think gamers don't get what a digital secondary market can bring to them. For now, because of the current situation and context of NFTs, gamers really believe it's first destroying the planet and second, just a tool for speculation. Like Bitcoin? Yeah. But what we are seeing first is the end is the end game. The end game is about Thanos. uh, Sorry, sorry, wrong thought. The end game is about giving players the opportunity to resell their items once they finished with them or they're finished playing the game itself. That's the way we think about it and why we will keep experimenting. We will keep releasing features and services around the first, around this first initiative. And our belief is that piece by piece, the puzzle will be revealed and understood by our players. We hope they will be, uh, will be better. We, we hope they will better understand the value we offer them. End quote. This is not like a, a food place trying to like, Joe's barbecue. It's the best barbecue never heard of. And as you know, Joe's like, here's a free sandwich. Come see me. It's good stuff. This is not the same. We understand what NFF and T's are. We don't F and want them. What's an NFT? It stands for non, I don't want it. Uh non-fungible tokens, I yes, believe, is I the technical term. This- they're trying to shut by the way throat, man. i feel 100 percent better right now because <laughs> i was about to die was it tinkle time buddy? <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, um yeah okay go ahead chris i mean I, it's funny I, I say this like yeah i was just lamenting like all these companies are trying to find a way but i have to agree like yeah i don't think people want this just because the I, the best one i could compare, compare this to is 
before they were NFTs would be the Diablo real world auction house that launched with Diablo three, where all of a sudden a bunch of people start coming in and they figure out they can make money off gamers because they can go out there and spend X number of dollars to buy highly sought gear and sell it on the auction house price to people that really, really, really want it at very, very high prices. And so it becomes this thing of you're going, that's what it seems like you're going for. Like if I want to play in a couple of years, NBA 2K and I want a pair of Jordans for my character instead of just going into the in-game store, right? There's going to be some NFT with one little thing on there. Like, you know, I don't know. It'll be, I have the Jordans with LeBron farting out his, uh, his signature or something like that on the bottom. And so that will me, be my pair of J- or Jordans that I wear in let, the game. Guys, let me ask you a question. Cause I don't, I don't know when, back when they were doing that with Diablo mm-hmm. and you wanted to sort of, you had this skin or item or whatever, and you wanted to sell it here. How did you sell it? What was it? Was it you dollars? Had a, yeah. You'd have a okay. real world auction house and you would go on there and you could sell the gear you didn't want and all that. But of course, so I mean, it was so it was so it was fungible. It wasn't non-fungible. It was a fungible ma- meaning that any purchase you made was backed by a bank as opposed to backed by Yeah, I mean, it's backed by speculative currency that really doesn't exist in the real world. Well, the speculative currency though was the basically what people in the game were willing to pay. And that's what happened. You no, that's start not, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I, I, what I mean by fungible is if you buy something, if I say I want a bottle, if, if I want a, I want a six pack of beer, I tell the bank that I'm purchasing this beer for six bucks. Mm. The bank verifies my purchase and approves it. Correct. As opposed to how you purchase an NFT, you do it through this crypto type currency. Yeah. What is, what, yeah. what, is the, what do they call that thing? Uh, blockchain. Blockchain. How you verify that is you, you verify it by your presence on this blockchain that indicates that you have the amount of whatever currency you can to buy it. So in other words, you know, the idea that somebody bought Jack Dorsey's first ever tweet, yeah. somebody bought it for $3 million. Correct. And I don't. So, so it's not exactly the same. It's like people well, bought that stuff on Diablo for fungible currency, not well, non-fungible currency. What I would say, John, I don't think like with these, I'm not defending though, it. I'm not defending yeah. it. I'm just trying to point out a distinction. I think though with this, what they're talking about as far as NFTs coming to them, right? I don't think it's only going to be cryptocurrencies that they're accepting, right? It's more of the idea of an item that is limited quantity and exclusive and therefore can be put on market. So imagine again, like then it's then it's not an NFT, right? I mean, you have it. it can if, you hold it? it? it <laughs> what? No, no, no. Like, That's not, if it's fungible. Mm-hmm. That means that means that it that it's backed by 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 real world value, not speculative value. Mm-hmm. In other words, that that um, as as it's putting it up here, crypto doesn't need to be involved for an NFT. Like it's one way that's done a lot is the common way right now for a lot of these things that are being done. I think more so the non-fungible token is above all else with these kind of things is saying it's a digital item. It doesn't actually, you can't hold it and it's something that is unique. 
Like gamers would think they could purchase an NFT of an outfit. Yeah. And then wear that outfit on every game they play. Yeah. That in a way, think about how cool that could be, right? So fungible and you, means and you own it. Fungible means that so that that I have this orange jacket and there's hundreds of thousands of orange jackets out there on the market that you can buy. It's the same jacket, but only my jacket has that coffee stain on it. Correct. That's the that's the fungible. Says, yeah, yours says, you know, spooky pooky on it, right? Because you paid for that. But so like you that's can sell spooky pookie's jacket. Correct. You know, like so so imagine, like, for instance, again, like you have something that is you're only going to make 10 of in the game. We're only going to make 10 jackets you can wear in NBA 2K25 that have LeBron James signature on the back. That's it. What's going to happen? Well, there's going to be very high demand for those. And what's going to probably happen? People that do not care anything with NBA 2K are going to go in there and buy them up because they are about making financial investments that make money. And they realize they can do this, drive up the price even higher than what it was originally sold at, and then, you know, give it to basically the richest of the rich within the player community or else sell to someone else who even sells it higher than that. You know, when I created my Xbox avatar or uh, Snapchat where you can edit your avatar, they'll have sometimes they'll have, you know, Nike shoes I can put on. That's like a baby NFT in a sense. I'm not mm. paying for it. It's a digital thing for my digital thing. <laughs> I just, I think my biggest fear is that everybody, because it's going to make people money. And you've heard this, and I don't mean to sound like a lame but money is the root of ruining every effing thing in the world. <laughs> our Our beautiful landscape is already being possibly devastated by these massive purchases, by these massive companies. And at the same time, we've got this NFT thing going on. It's going to saturate our games, and it's going to be... Think about... Now, this is going to be a terrible example, possibly. Think about what Facebook's turned into. Everything's an ad as you scroll up. We're going to get just ads everywhere of this new NFT that came out or this swag that somebody got. It's going to be everywhere, man. If yeah, it, it's... If the it re- picks look, up. It's the reason, the, re- the reason Ubisoft and other companies are jumping into this and I'm sorry to tell the audience and I believe, and I think these things are dumb. I don't know that they have any harmful effect on the games industry. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I think they're dumb. Mm. I think TikTok is dumb. I think for the most part, Twitter is dumb. There's so many things we do as human beings Yeah, in this you- digital age. We are so dumb and we jump on these things because they know we're dumb. So, and I'm me too. But um to me it's just like they're jumping in this and this isn't going away because it's because it's it's saturating sports, music, everything. Somebody bought th- bought a, a gif or something of a LeBron James jump shot in a specific mm. game and they paid 300 grand for it so that he now owns the rights to do it. He can show it online, do whatever he wants with it. You yeah. can't I don't know, I mean, but to me, this is just a, this is just bougie skins. I, I wish in so a way we could just what what it does to really harm gaming. I haven't really articulated or thought through, other than it makes us all dumber. Imagine but, if you start taking all these items out of games, as far as what just used to be things that existed within the game itself, and now they all get tied to a market, and therefore. 
I mean, it, there's just so but that's, many but that's, of this. But that's, but that's the assumption that mm. that NF, that the NFT concept completely replaces. Yeah. The, no. the I don't think that will happen. Well, I the, think the, the concept I of of John Spooky Pookie Jacket going from right. Halo to Call of Duty to that's mm-hmm. hard to do. Like sure. it just is. Um, I what I don't <laughs> want is like. I got a bunch of free stuff now. I can customize for free because I buy a game or I buy a service. And you can do the same thing for yours and we can have the same stuff and we can come out of it looking completely different. NFTs are going to start putting real dot like digital currency on the things that you you I I don't know how to explain it and it I, I just I just think it's going to it's going to ruin a digital space that doesn't need it. Correct. But, but like I, but, I, I but could be how? I hope I'm not I I don't know. I don't know how. Maybe it does. I just I don't know how yet. Other than it just it's just it's just imagine you know imagine it, Madden right like Madden which has its own marketplace for uh, Ultimate Team right and I start putting out in the Ultimate Team instead of it being just a contained um, auction house that can only be gotten by either earning coins through doing actions in the games or just doing a microtransaction where I give $20 to, um, to EA and they give me, Oh, here's a hundred thousand Madden coins that now I can go buy stuff. Right. Um, that's but readily available. But don't you, but don't you get to sell it in turn? Don't you get to make but money? It's all, of it? Well, no, I mean, it's all within the game. Like I can't ever get real world money back. It's just currency that I, have within mm-hmm. the game imagine now instead i start going well instead of doing that we're going to make a real world madden ultimate team auction house and if you want tom brady on your team you can either <laughs> you can either no, go no, no, through no, no. packs where no. you like you know you can either go through packs where we're going to give you a 0.0001 chance of ever getting that kind of card or you can go on to our NFT marketplace where there will be a 1998 Tom Brady card, a 2004 Tom Brady card, you know, like take all the various, but there's only one. Yeah. There's only one Five of them in the whole place. And now all of a sudden, Oh, well, how much would the top people that play men ultimate team pay for that? Right. Like to have that card, especially if it's something like their Twitch channel, Desires. But, but Chris, does the NFT allow me to have 100% accuracy on all my Hail Mary throws? No, but it, or if, is it, it's it's still just cosmetic no, stuff. Now you're, right? well, no, you're no, about a, pay to win. Is, yeah, because you'd be yeah. talking about there, card that's attributes and like I, I I believe this, and until so I'm, you're saying I'm, NFTs could possibly be a pay pay to win scheme. Yes, yes, you could have a ton of 100%. these kinds of things. It, it will be. John, the thing is, like, I'm not going to say that every single thing that an NFT does is going to inherently be terrible or whatever, right? Especially if, like, you're releasing millions of a version that only have a very slight variation, right? And people are just like, well, that's a cool thing. And it's only really five cents or whatever on as or a dollar or two as far as an NFT purchase. That's one thing. But if you start getting into this thing where you start taking especially competitive based things and tying it to the only way you're going to get it is really if you have a lot of money because there are financial, you know, people that are only designed to take advantage of a market to turn profit for themselves and not the actual, how does this affect 
that ecosystem of the game, that's where you get into a very dangerous place very, very quickly. Yeah. They're trying to sell us something, create value for it. So you want to buy it. Mm. I don't care what you say. It's not tangible money per se, but somebody's going to get rich off this stuff. Big time. And that's just how it is, man. Well, well, the the idea behind NFTs is for the individual who bought it and resell it Mm -hmm. is the person who gets rich off of it. Well, that's what they're telling you. Okay. Well, I mean... So, so, so the game space is the, is the people that have actually figured out for the first time how to make them money as opposed to uh, the guy who bought Jack Dorsey's tweet, <laughs> who can then you, sell it, it for $5 million. He paid $3 million, they can see, He can sell it for $5 million and somebody will buy it. The other I mean, day, Quentin Tarantino drew his first NFT and it was a uh, Royale with cheese. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but in that case... It sold like a million dollars. Right, but in that case... Quentin Tarantino is 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 basically the gamer, not not EA or not Ubisoft. In that case, I think in this case, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm 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 speculative. As look, if NFTs and I don't like them, they're like I said, they are stupid. I don't care about them. I will never participate in one. I ain't got the money to do it. Even if I did, I wouldn't. But I if if an it NFT might not be, be an option, if, John. If an NFT becomes a pay to play where I get certain buffs before having it, then I'll have a problem, mm. a legitimate problem. But until that happens, which I haven't seen it happen yet, and I'm not convinced that that's what Ubisoft is trying to do. I mean, their statement said we're in, their their statement said we're interested in the player benefiting with with, yeah. with profit, like making money off this stuff. That's yeah. what they said. I mean, that, I mean, that's what they said. The same that's company what, that wants you to buy 74 Assassin's Creed's in 74 years. Sean, I promise I'm not gullible. <laughs> okay. I mean, I get, like, I get it. On, I dude. hear everything you guys are saying. Yeah. But, but I, I think a lot of this anger towards NFTs is simply because the gaming community is telling us to be angry about it without mm-hmm. us. I mean, because if you ask people what an NFT is, they can't tell you what it's it is. They just know they're pissed about it. Yeah. They just know they're pissed about it. I don't know. I mean, um, uh, I mean, two weeks ago, NFT meant nice freaking, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but. Well, right, you know Chris, what we could? Cyberpunk. We're going to pivot because John read uh, the NFT thing that he loves. Right. Uh, I didn't say that. How many times do I have to say it? I don't like it. Sure doesn't sound like you don't like it, John. There are two things in this world that John loves. NFTs and the next-gen version of Cyberpunk 2077, (laughs) which could be on the way soon. The game has reportedly been spotted for the PlayStation 5. The report suggests that the next-gen version of the game could come to consoles between late February and early March. This is all... We're taking with a grain of salt as nothing has been officially announced. CD Projekt Red has indicated that it's within its best interest to take its time and get it right when it comes to next-gen versions of the game. I think the last time they commented on this, when they updated their when they updated their timeline for everything, right? Because originally they were saying, oh, Q4 of 2021 was when they were thinking these were going to drop. I think their goal was, I want to say April of this year, because then afterwards is supposed to be the Witcher three, as far as that coming to next gen. And then eventually DLC, uh, like big real DLC for the game. So 
Who knows? I hope it comes for people. <laughs> you know, so people can finally have a really solid version to play on uh, consoles. Yeah, the the vibe of the game. I've, I've known a, one of my really good friends finished it, mm-hmm. and I trust him when it comes to games. We we a lot of times think the same. Me he played it. No, because I finished uh, and- it. <laughs> Uh no, and uh he made me very interested in it, even in the middle of it sucking. So like I said, I, I got things I love about the game. I got things I will right. hate till the very end, but it right. is what it is. Hey Sean. You're you're smart. You know what's coming up. Finally this week for the horde. Or the alliance and the alliance. This is this is gonna. If you do play World of Warcraft, this is gonna be weird, right? Uh, WoW is finally allowing players from the Horde and Alliance to team up and play together. Uh, that's not a shock because you've done that in certain patches and expansions. But no, what I mean is an update is coming and and it will be in the works. Uh, that will allow Alliance and Horde players to form parties together. For dungeons, raids, and rated PvP. This change is planned for the eventual 9.2.5 update sometime after the Eternity's End patch. John? We, we love, love a good a, patch. Yeah, we do. In other news, Blizzard has announced that it has a brand new survival RPG for PC and console. <gasps> Quote, Blizzard is embarking on our next quest. We are going to a journey. Wait, we are going to a journey to a whole new universe. Home to a brand new survival game for PC and console. A place full of heroes we have yet to meet, stories yet to be told, and adventures yet to be lived. A vast realm of possibility waiting to be explored. I think um, um, the note on that was uh, after that came out last week, Jason Schreier came out, you know, John's favorite. Uh, and loves the said, guy and said, uh, even like through the last year or so talking with Activision Blizzard employees, um, he said, even the ones who are the most completely jaded with the company's leadership, as far as <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, John, uh, the most jaded with the company's like, you know, handling of all this stuff that's been going on, right? They are all stoked for this. And they say it's the best of the best Blizzard team. I guess like their their A team is what's working on this. And everyone wants to get their hands on it. And, you know, from what they've seen. So that's probably a good sign. But Sean. Yeah. Are you ready for me to to build Panaquan, the the Horde version, and just come up and and, and, and team up with you? Apparently and yeah. let's do this, right? Can I can I just say you remember you guys remember when we did that trivia thing a couple years ago? Yeah, the B. Yeah. trivia yeah, the B. B. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd never heard the phrase for the horde before. I'd never heard it. Hmm. Yeah, but there was a there was a there was a part of the game when we were playing where Sean had to run up to the judge to get something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. And when, and when he did it, he yelled. He ran up there and he was yelling for the horde. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off. I was probably, I don't know, uh, how many feet from the judges' table would you guys say? At the most, 20 feet, maybe sure. two basketball. I was sprinting full out to turn in our answers. I should not have done that. There was a couple of times where I'm pretty sure I sprained an MCL because I had on shoes that 
in carpet. It was bad, but yes, we had a good time. You were out, and I showed a picture of you, me and you, John, uh, from that because somebody wanted to see how much. I, I don't remember why, but I held my phone up, and you had on the little B things, and I did too, and we yeah. were adorable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Scotch John. Uh, hey uh <laughs> hey guys what's when, up i think we've got a rule that when john is on his fourth scotch it's probably a good time to wrap things up especially if we uh, talked about nfts this is when denial would be like you know what you're probably right to be safe and scotch john would be like no nah, bro <laughs> Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the year three, <laughs> We've got uh, a couple emails we want to highlight. We know this show's running a little long. I mean, a, l- a little long, but yeah. hey, it's fine. It's fine. You know, let's 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 start next week at a clean slate. Uh, if you want to send an email, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. There's two emails, and boys, do you want to take those two? Uh, do you have the emails pulled yeah, up? Did I, I just catch you off guard or what? All right. Let's start with my favorite former uh, Washington Wizards slash uh, Michigan Wolverine player. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello once again. I want to start by yet again offering thoughts and prayers to John and hopes that he feels better now. Hey, he does. Especially with the scotch. Uh, now on to the truth. The real reason he's been missing is because we started our own podcast and it's called the Juan and John show. That's funny. Yeah. Only two topics are ever talked about. Of course, it has to be about Assassin's Creed and John does a play by play audio description, kind of like the audio description for the blind on uh, movies and such. For about three hours a day, where we're up to about 300 hours now so far. Uh, then, when everyone is depressed and ready to jump out of the window, I come in with jokes and crappy life stories to bring them up. Uh, we really have this market on depression in Joy Corner. <laughs> also not sure if I'm the only one that decided to rate you guys on Spotify, since I only see the one five-star rating. Ooh. Come on, guys. Step it up like Juan. A lot of people probably um, don't go to, to Spotify. Yeah, that is. Well, that well is Neil true. Young threatened to pull his music. Head and they were like, up. apparently we have uh, Neil Young listeners and weekly game chat listeners are one in the same. Right. We're pulling from Spotify, <laughs> guys. Um, <laughs> if so, unless Joe Rogan pays us, then we'll gladly stay with Spotify. If so, I hope more listeners step it up. I usually just write a day after the podcast air, so I, it can be fresh in my mind. So I'm not up to date with the most current news at the time the next show is aired. I have two questions this week. Uh, one, since the Switch is getting closer to the end of its life cycle, do you think Breath of the Wild 2, when it does come out, will be cross-gen, kind of like the first one? And two, since Microsoft just made such a big acquisition and in turn a big profit from it, do you think other giants like Google, Amazon, and Tencent would try to scoop up other studios and lock them behind some sort of service as well? I feel like Microsoft just kind of switched the whole game. 
Anyways, good job, guys. And John, hope you feel better. And I'll see you Monday for our podcast. Bring notes, please. Uh, this was sent from Yahoo Mail on an John, Android. you're a mother for going on another podcast and not telling well, me. Right. While you guys, you guys actually, you know, left your mics and went out of the rooms. And I, I said to the audience that I'm starting a... A new podcast with acid to talk about dying light since it's going to be a five hour, 500 hour game. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. Well, what's it called? Uh, like a docu series, but for podcasts, it'll be a, it'll be a limited series mm-hmm. episodic. I'd be down with that for sure. Um, I think we answered guys, his second question pretty we, yeah, much. Second question. This. We yeah. got you covered. You heard the show. <laughs> Do we think this, the switch is on the end of its cycle already? I think no. it would be in the next three years. I think it's on the, Kind of like the it's on the back of half of it, yeah, I, middle to back half of it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that Breath of the Wild two could be a no cross gen in the sense of this. It could It'll be, be on, on Game Switch. Pass. No, the Switch, <laughs> the Switch Lite. I, I was about it, no. Light. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna put it out on Switch right now, and then whenever I don't know Switch Pro or whatever the next thing that they make is, they'll release it as the deluxe Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah. two. Yeah. You know, for another sixty dollars or seventy, and probably. I'll buy it again because yeah, that's right? what I do. Um, do you want me to get the other one or John? Or? John got it pulled up. Is he ready to go? I pulled it up. Ooh, yeah, yeah you did. Hey again, boys. <laughs> Gosh, John is the best. Hello. All right. Always excited for Wednesday to come, so I can ignore my coworkers and listen to the best video game podcast out there. A DJ question pop. A question popped in my head uh, after Sony bought Bungie, and I wanted to ask the three wise guy, uh, game wizards, their opinions. Do you think Sony and Microsoft, after buying everything, <laughs> will trade exclusive games with each other? Example, hey, Microsoft, it's Sony. I'll trade you the ability to sell copies of Horizon and Spider-Man on Xbox if we can sell copies of Elder Scrolls Six on PS7 <laughs> when it comes out in 2035. Also, with the purchase of Bungie, do you think Sony will have a new space shooter game where a main character named Maximus General fights an alien race on a round object called Ring (laughs) 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 and get attacked by a parasitic alien called the Drought? (laughs) The Drought. I would totally play that game, dude. (laughs) That is classic. They just have the same aliens, except they're called like (laughs) the the Schmelitz and call it Angel's Wings, not Halo. maximum general <laughs> well wait you could go with um maximum. No, no. okay that's a great email um your idea of making trades kind of like people do with draft picks in the nfl that's a unique perspective well three weeks ago i would have said no but in the world where acquisition i keep saying acquisition activision blizzard is owned by microsoft anything anything's possible at this point i mean if you're gonna think about it like if if you can't if you don't want to join microsoft but you realize this is where the game's going and you're someone who has ip and we're to a cloud-based world right if you're sony if you're nintendo whoever take two why not say yes amazon you can put our game on your service and yes, Microsoft, you can do that. And we will make billions of dollars from you every year for the fee. Look, I liken it to Spider-Man existing in the Marvel cinematic universe, even though he's owned by Sony. Sure. That kind of thing. So sure. I mean, it could, it could happen. 
I mean, Ori and the Blind Forest is a Xbox exclusive that came to Switch. Yeah, it's yeah. great on the Switch, sure. by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Fabulous. Because uh, once again, that's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Uh, sometimes we go over to our email section uh, and uh, on Discord and we talk about things there. Uh, the last thing that I see, uh, just once again, congrats to Asset. He had some good stuff uh, go his way and uh, something is starting soon. So that's really, really cool. If you want to be a part of that and, and have something uh, mentioned uh, on the show by us from this section of Discord, Feel free, uh, like as of as he does this. This is cool. Draven literally just said awesome. Uh, he put a, a GIF out there, and it. What is that? What is that? I don't know. I oh, can't see it. It's a lady getting down, dancing. I love it. I'm gonna go ahead and put a little thing out there. There we go. Uh, but we also have our Twitter that John hates and thinks we're dumb <laughs> for having it, uh, which is fair. It's a fair point. Uh, we did have a direct message. It was kind of long. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, hey guys, who's uh, this from? Listening. This is from at Matt Erickson. Okay. Uh, I'm safe. Zero zero. Uh, hey guys. Hey. Hey. Listening to this week's podcast about the acquisition that would have been last week. Mm-hmm. I got a little input. Microsoft is genius because making all these games available on Game Pass is absolutely genius. No one's debating that. Uh, I never got into Elder Scrolls until it was on Game Pass. Free to try. I played it. Loved it. Suddenly, I'm spending money through in-game purchases and buying a subscription to access a game I'd never have tried without Game Pass. Hmm. Now, I spent well over the original price of the game. It's literally the best way to generate more money and open my eyes to other developers. Microsoft will eventually force Sony's hand in the gaming realm when I have access to all the huge titles for 15 bucks a month. Huge. Absolutely huge. Absolutely genius, my guys. Sorry for the rant. Love your guys' stuff. Keep up or keep being great, boys. And then finally, he says, all in all, Microsoft Game Pass is the future for gaming. Eventually, I believe the price of a game will disappear and everything will be included in other developers' versions of said Game Pass. Am I wrong? No, South Park already predicted it. I don't know. Uh, That doesn't mean I like it. You guys know my stance on that. It's kind of like, again, we need need choice, man, but I don't know if I I say that. Mm. It's kind of like when you make a wish, right? You get three wishes, and you're like, I want choice. And eventually it's, well, Microsoft has this, and Sony has this. There's your choice. And you kind of, in your wish thought process, that's not what you were thinking. Uh, but that's how it happens. So, speaking of how it happens, that's the way the cookie crumble. Wait. <laughs> Music? Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't mean, like you were like staring. Just produce the show. You know what I give you at the beginning? There's this, that move. You that didn't move do right that. Here. You didn't do it. This is. Normally I do, and you're right. This is the move. This is the move. This is, this is the move. We're good, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This has been episode 342 of Weekly Games Chat. Uh, our topic this week was the game Chorus, delivered expertly by John. If you want to be a part of the show and write in via email, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. If you want to hit hit us up on the Twitterverse, we're at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter, and of course we have the greatest discord of all time because we have the greatest fans and listeners of all time 
Uh, on Tuesdays, if you want to join us for recording of this podcast in a virtual world, you can come over to twitch.tv, search for Weekly Game Chat. Uh, you can see us there. And if you haven't already done so, smash that follow button so you know when we go live. Um, yeah, and wherever you get us, whatever platform you download us from, like Spotify, we apparently only have one five-star. Tighten that up. Give us some five stars somewhere, please. We appreciate you uh, and stuff. At this time, I look at John. Finally, he's back. And I look at Chris. I say, game on, Jess. Game on, guys. Game on. Peace out, everybody. Do you think? Your mom's boys. Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs>